welcome to Fat Friday. This is actually going to come out on a Saturday, so but it, we're recording it on a Friday. So it's technically Fat Friday. Um, we have the gang all here. Hannah Kaw was here. Lexi's here. And we have a special guest that we're about to introduce. We're going to do... We're going to go into some interview stuff. And then we're going to... This person's going to help join us as we talk about some of the uh, Fat Friday episodes. The Thousand Pound Sisters and My 600 Pound Life. And without further ado, I present to you from straight from his appearance on my 600 pound life. We have Chris P also known as crispy. <laughs> crispy. How you doing? <laughs> welcome. Hi, Chris. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. And yes, I slid into his DMS too. <laughs> Look how it's working out for us. Look how it's working slip and slide. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um, it is Friday night. Um, Hannah Kaw was here with, uh, fresh from Hannah Kawa's um, Hinky Cafe. And <laughs> we're going to have ourselves a night tonight. So um, Chris has agreed to come on and talk to us about his appearance on the show and some other things. And um, I don't know how much of like the show stuff you want to get into before we move into like the thing that we were going to talk about. Because I want to mm. set that up. I want to make sure I set that up for our audience. Yeah, so they yeah, know um, what it whatever. is you're referring to. So why don't yeah. you just tell us about your your appearance on the show? Like, um, I mean, <laughs> I know you listened to our episode about you, so you know I said some not great things about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. Lexi loved you. Um, Hannah Kawa was, did. was sick, so uh, we don't have her opinion on you at this point. But um, so talk to me. Yeah, Change so I mean, opinion. a lot of a lot of people just kind of fill in their blanks however they see fit because there's a lot of things that are left open, like Landon calling me stepdad, and uh, you know, like the whole mom thing. Like everybody thinks mom's the great, the greatest, which I mean, yeah, mom's okay, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start because there's just so much. Like I, I basically was in the worst place of my life, and I reached out to megalomedia which is who does all the casting and everything for it and they were got back to me six months later and they're like hey, months later yeah six <laughs> months later i forgot about it honestly i was just like you know sent it and then it was like within a month of them getting back to me it was it was go time um wow okay okay so a month so you go in and now um I don't have the the notes. Lexi, you have the notes. I forget yeah. how, like, what your starting weight was when you went in. And, like, talk to us about what your mindset was going into it versus, like, after your first weigh-in. Yeah, so uh, my original reason for doing it was to get the surgery. Like, that was the whole point. I was getting fast-tracked to the surgery. The show was the option. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just, I was all for it. I That's what I wanted. and that essentially that's how it all started that was the whole reason for me starting the show and i honestly i don't even know where to kind of go from there they it, it started and i couldn't i started at 630 pounds i actually weighed in at 620 on the show because when they finally showed up to start everything i kind of started the diet then like in my mind i was ready to go so i okay, started so you it right had away. started the process you'd started the the 1200 calorie a day diet which yeah you know, i just started reducing my food like as soon as i got there plus i was afraid to have to take a crap on the way there because <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's pretty terrible to need to do that on the way you know 
So that kind of jump started the the weight loss. And uh yeah, it was 6:30 was my start. Um and then they weighed me in at 6:20 when I was there. Okay. So um you, and then and then you so you get in the into the process and you you they give you the the weight loss goal and then you take it upon yourself to start doing this fasting program. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we talked about this um, on our episode of when we talked about this, we had just sort of just conflicting. I don't know if it was opinions we had. We just talked about various, various things surrounding this because you know, we've all done some, I think some fasting in some regard. Um, and I know there's lots of different rules out there. I don't know a ton. I think Hanakawa knows more than I do um, <laughs> far more than I do on that in that <laughs> regard. Um, but, um, you took it upon yourself to do five days fasting. And then Dr. Now said, don't do that. You know, just fast overnight, like eat your last meal at six fast overnight and whatever. Talk me through that. What, what was your decision making process on that? And then when Dr. Now tried to set you straight there. So when they, when they come to like do the filming, like you end up with a lot of groceries in your house. So before I went to Houston, I had um, KJ and Rob just come empty the house of food. So when I came back, I expect I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start over. And then when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm just going to fast. And I did. I actually became slightly obsessed with fasting um, at a point there where I actually went 14 days without eating. I just drank water for 14 days. Jeez, wow. <laughs> and I I ended up stopping that because I was playing VR with KJ and I got like really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And it just like all hit me at once. And then I ate like half a can of beef raviolis and it made my stomach sick, but it, it, I got like my energy back immediately because <laughs> that's all I had. That's the only thing I had in the house was a one can of beef raviolis. Um, so so I, I don't know, you sound like you sound like me. I mean, I'm a I'm an alcoholic in in recovery. And so my thought process is always, you know, if one is good, 10 is better. Right. So. So, so I kind of understand that like, oh, well, fasting for one day is good. You know, why don't I just do it for two or three or see how far I can go? Like I can get, I can get, I get that mentality. Um, Although I did, although I said this when we were recording and stuff as well, and I think it maybe shows up a little bit later, but I was starting to say that you were going down the road towards disordered eating, eating disorders, what you, what people want to call it. Um, am I completely off the mark there? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, honestly, okay. I be I started becoming obsessed with that, like, because you don't lose weight any faster than just not eating. It's just not possible. So I just would not want to eat. And then I had to keep talking myself back into um, the lifestyle change instead of this cra- extreme crash diet that I was doing. And I went back and forth. Eventually, I got kind of down to a couple of days of fasting, a couple of days of eating, a couple of days of fasting. Like when I talked about it, I just kind of gave him solid numbers to the doctor because it wasn't as static as five on five off. And I had my mess ups, you know, I'd have my days where I would have food. But I knew in my head, it was what I did most of the time, not some of the time is how I was going to get to where I wanted to be. And that I still hold to that today. And I still have times where I start fasting and I just want to keep going. Like I'll be on day three, I'll wake up like on day four and I'll be like, I could, I could just keep doing this. And then like, hey, you be like, no, you need to eat today. Or somebody like, it'll just kind of hit me and I'll be like, all right, I'll eat. Because so it, it can become obsessive. I have mm-hmm. a question for you with that. Did you see any sort of nutritionist? I know Dr. Now gave you the, his book and he gave you guidelines as far as how to eat and what to eat. But did you get any sort of extra support on that? No. No. Okay. It was, once once I knew what I was doing, I kind of 
when I want to learn about something, I can get hyper-focused on it. And I really wanted to know everything there was about how food affects the body. And that's you, what I dove ADHD? into. I know, I just well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we all are here. No, so. that, that's like kind of a trait though. You can, you can tunnel hyper- in on something. Yeah, yeah. I get like hyper fo- but then there's also the bad side of that for me is when I'm not hyper-focused on it, it's really, really difficult to do. And yes. that's kind of where I've, learned over the last year to continue doing this forcefully even when I can't stand it yeah and that's, that's how I've gotten that, where I'm at now that's something that I've had to um, make adjustments for when I quit drinking um and it was like seven years later that I was seven years into sobriety that I was diagnosed with the ADHD and so it's only like now it's manifesting in a way that I need to to learn <laughs> some <Yeah>. better you <laughs> know oh I'm, I'm not motivated I don't have enough dopamine today like I'm in search of dopamine my, my husband texted me something today he's like where are you I was like oh I'm not searching for dopamine don't mind me <laughs> <laughs> um um so so before okay before we talk about where you are now because you you look fantastic um by the way mm-hmm. um there was other stuff in your in your episode that that I wanted to to ask you about the um family therapy session um now you said at the beginning everybody loved mom everybody loved mom and we were talking about this and and some and I don't know how much of this was during the show like online or whether we were talking about this offline but you know, your mom did seem like she was there for you and she was trying to be there for you in a way that you, she wasn't before. Um, but with what you said kind of was like, okay, well maybe there's something else going on there. And you had said on the show, she's great at first, but then she tapers off. Yeah. Talk me through a little bit of that relationship and, and how that was sort of manifesting during this part of your journey. Yeah. So like, I'll, I'll start with this. Mom was the last option that I had because I had to have somebody come out there with me. Sorry, mom. I love you. I'm sure you hear this, but you were the last option. And I'm sure if you look in at how you've been and everything, that's that's just, that's how it was. It was the only option that I had. I'm glad I reconnected with her. I have no, I, I have nothing wrong with that, but she was the last one because my mom's, and I think they actually put this in the show. She's, if it's in front of her and there's an issue and it's for family, she will go all out. But as soon as she can't see that issue, it's no longer there. It's not a thing that she worries about. It's just not at the front of her mind. It's not that she doesn't care. It's just if she's not constantly reminded about that thing that she should care about. And that's washed to me for a long time. And it was a habit and a trait that I had to get rid of myself in order to be able to forgive her for her being that way. And me, I'll never go any amount of time or my daughter ever has to think if I'm going to call her. Like I will always call her. I'll always be there. The whole time I was in Texas, I drove back here every single month to see her. And here being Oklahoma, right? Yeah, here in Oklahoma. Like, just no, and I think all parents should do that. And I I had a lot of resentment for my mom because of that. Mm -hmm. And the past and the the things that we've done together. Like, um, I used to be addicted to hard drugs with her for several years. That that also didn't make it in the show, you know. So there's there's well, a lot of history there. <laughs> interesting. That's a whole. That's a you know, as an addict myself, I'm like, huh, you know, yeah. that's like a whole <laughs> other other thing. Um, that that is really that's a, that that opens up a whole can of things. Um, as somebody with mommy issues myself too, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I get that. Um, so what we saw on the show, we saw her 
um, you know, being there for you and stuff. Did she continue to be there for you or was, was that just for show on the, you know, for the, for the cameras or was she actually being there for you? Well, she's a mirror. So her and my brother are mirrors of what I do. If I mess up, they're going to mess up. If I want something bad, they want something bad. If I'm doing good, they're doing, they're always there to support me in what I'm doing. Literally. Like uh, just no matter what I'm doing, they're there to support me. But if I'm not doing the right thing, they, she just doesn't have it to force that right thing. Like I, when I was in Texas, like I wanted Taco Bell once and I shouldn't have had it, but nobody to tell me no. And I ended up having it and I knew it would be okay. I knew I'd get back on track, but it just needed somebody to say, hey, that's not a good idea. But it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that tonight. You know, those types of things and just not being there when things are hard and just folding all of the time. And now you're currently living with your mom, right? Or she was she living with you or not? Yeah, there, she, her, and my brother are here now because when we moved back, we just we moved back as quickly as we could, so we all stayed here. And then they're going to be getting their own place. Okay. okay, so you guys are all there in Oklahoma, and it is chaotic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, you're going to you're going to get into a lot of that chaos that 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 didn't make the show. I I take it for for uh, <laughs> there's reasons that, that, that this other stuff didn't make the show. But um before we get into all of that um what we so one of the things that I I didn't you know, that I took issue with, with you is this, I, I called you this, you know, entitled mediocre white man syndrome, you know, you start to have a little success on your own, you think you know better than the doctor, you're like, screw you, I'm going to do it on my own, which mm. you were killing it. I mean, no question about it, you were, you know, you were killing it. Um, But there's, there's a lot of questions I have that, that come from that is, you know, first of all, why, you know, why did you decide to do this? Why were you you know, putting off the surgery. Um, why were you not having the surgery? Um, why did you go to him if you weren't going to listen to him? If he's the yeah. one that's got the the expertise and you don't, why go to him if you're not going to listen to him? And then since then, have you had the surgery or are you on track to, or are you considering it? So that's like yeah. multiple parts. <laughs> I was actually Welcome waiting to, to put brain. a video out for this. Like, cause this is they're like literally aside from my relationship status, this is the other big question. They're like hand in hand. Cause some, there's a lot of people that are just mad at me. And then some people are like, Oh, it's just doing it for fame. And it's like, neither of those are, are correct. I, when you go to Texas as a single male, unless you have a major disability, you do not get Medicaid. You cannot get insurance. It, they, they don't help you. Nothing. I tried all that stuff because like I was on the verge of actually becoming permanently disabled. Um, nobody wants to pay hospitals if you have insurance. So there's kind of a whole process there to try to get stuff like that to see if you'll pay for it. Um, I can't say what the show does or does not. We know uh, they pay don't for. pay for your surgery. <laughs> I can tell you that I could have gotten the surgery. Mm, okay. 100%. Um, but it went to a point where I thought the thing that I went there for was I, I couldn't get. Um, because I because I was like, well, I can't get insurance. I couldn't afford to get like uh, Obamacare or, or any of those external insurances. So I mm -hmm. genuinely thought that I couldn't get it. And that kind of put me into, I almost started spiraling out. I was like, well, this thing that I came here for that I can now not get. Um, so I changed my my track of mind because the change, I still wanted the changes more than to fall into failure. I stayed up one night for like, I was like 10 hours just laying in bed thinking about it. And I woke up the next day. I was like, I've already come this far. I've already lost this much weight. I'm like six or seven months into this. And why am I going to stop now? I've been doing this all myself the whole time. I've already learned everything I needed for the surgery. 
to get it, like all that stuff, because I got approved really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And yeah. I was just like, I can do this on my own. And then I was absolutely confident I could do it on my own. And then all I got was people telling me that I couldn't. I had, I'm not going to say who, but I had somebody actually tell me that if you get the surgery, you're going to lose weight three times faster than you are now. And you're going to be your healthiest self. Mm. I was losing a significant amount, like, like I already had surgery, like Mm -hmm. at, at that time. Um, and I just, it made me so mad. And then I had other sources telling me that, um, you you have to get it. You're going to fail. The chances are just you can't. It's impossible. And it's like as long as there's a one percent chance, and I control the whole chance of that, that's a hundred percent for me. And so, that it just solidified it for me. Okay. So okay. I mean, I could, okay. I can understand that. Um, are you still at that point? Like, where are you mentally now? Would you, are you open to considering surgery maybe under different circumstances, different doctor, maybe something like that? Do you think you're going to need it? Like, where are you at now with that? Yeah, we'll say, well, I'll say it wasn't the doctor. The doctor didn't tell me that. Doctor now was extremely supportive of my options. Once he knew I was serious, 100% support the whole way. Okay. Um, but my, I'm, I still feel exactly the same. I'm still losing weight. Um, like I did my way in today, um, which I'm at 355 today. Excellent. So just this week, I lost three pounds this week. It's not a high, but I also did eat some things this week that I don't eat all the time. I had I had a pizza on Tuesday. You know, I've had some things that, you know, but I still had loss, which is easy because I'm still big. Um, but I'm I'm still dead set on doing it myself. If I fail, I start gaining weight or going backwards, I'll be right there getting the surgery without a doubt. Well, I think too, Katrina and I were talking um in the last episode, which you listened to, and we were we were kind of debating why you didn't get the surgery. I know Katrina said she thought it was like more maybe a fear-based thing. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I think he just wants to do it on his own. But do you have any sort of fear about no, I actually have I have an opposite issue for medical stuff. Um, I could be dying and I won't go to the hospital. Or mm-hmm. I could go to the hospital and I'm just not afraid of anything they need to do. Like I just don't have concerns for what they're gonna do. Like where people go and they have concerns, I don't have them. And I think that's just as unhealthy as being afraid of things that you need. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the skin surgery. As soon as I get to that, cut me up. I know there's pain, whatever. I want it. You know, I I want that. (laughs) Are you allowed to talk about how long it took you to lose the weight? Because what we saw on the show, was it accurate to what actually happened? Or are you not allowed to talk about editing? So questions like this, I've read over a lot of stuff. And how I would answer those is I'll tell you everything that I did. And then you kind of put it together. So my first doctor's visit was in February of last year. And I, um, we moved back. It's, uh, we're coming almost at the end of two months. I've been back in Oklahoma. So to oh, kind of give okay. you a, a time frame there. So every my first weigh in was February. The 620 pounds was February of last year. Okay. Gotcha. And then there's like some time there on off. Now the last three months I have maintained my weight. Uh, maintaining your weight is, is honestly is just as important as losing your weight. Um, but my reason for maintaining was because I wanted to create a seamless transition from the show into social media platforms because I want people to know that it is possible. I had so much pushback and people saying that it's not, if you have someone like me who's on the verge of maybe being able to do it on their own, but the whole everybody on the internet says that you can't, then they're probably not going to be able to do it on their own because unfortunately people listen to social media. Yeah. Are you on Reddit a lot? Because I, I got on your yes. episode and was reading it. 
I mean, there were a lot of supportive people on there, but of course, there's always the few that are just mean and, you know, Reddit, it's Reddit. blew my mind. I, there yeah. was so much support from Reddit. Like, honestly, I thought I was on the wrong website. <laughs> like, you and West I was both. not in the right place. Yeah. My inbox on every social media platform that I use is just exploded with people. Like every video I post on TikTok, everything I put up on Instagram, my DMs, my the comments, like it's just completely opposite. Like I've been watching the show and going to Reddit and seeing this stuff for, for years. And it mm -hmm. complete 180 of what I expected. Yeah. Um, interesting. So um the the was there anything more with like the family dynamic that we we saw this, you know, family um therapy, you know, episode or whatever. And you've you talked a little bit about your relationship with your with your mom and your brother and stuff. Was there significant stuff they left out of that? Are you guys, was it an ongoing thing? Have you continued therapy with Dr. P or no? You know, they, uh, they just had me go to one session. Okay. Uh, I basically went to one. I couldn't afford like more sessions or anything. So they, were, oh, wait, I, they, they could, made you pay for the one. No, no, no. Oh, no I, I, I didn't say, pay I was for like, that. I was like, <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> okay. I can't, I'm not supposed to say yes or no, but I mean, no, I, I no, couldn't no, afford it. Couldn't. So <laughs> I couldn't afford it. So, <laughs> but no, I honestly, Dr. Paradise is, he's, I enjoy learning things about myself and I really like other people's perspectives on different life situations. And he actually taught me something about myself that I didn't know that I have a habit of running from situations when I feel like I'm not wanted. And mm. that was like a, a really big thing there. Cause I, I grew up in Vegas. I moved to Ohio. Then I moved to Rhode Island and now I'm in Oklahoma. And when I look back, every single one of those was me escaping a place that I felt like I wasn't wanted. Mm. And I've just done that like my whole life in smaller and larger scenarios. And he pointed that out and explained it to me. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that. That makes sense. <laughs> I love Dr. Paradise. I love him. And I actually know somebody who lives there who who's one of his patients um, and just loves him. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So that's that's good to hear. I always like hearing that, you know, you don't want to hear that he turns out to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of my questions, too. I was I was curious to know about the how much time you spent with him and if you were currently in therapy, but you said you're not. Yeah, I, I would go to therapy if I could, because mm -hmm. I just I like getting the up until a point where I stopped learning about myself, then I would completely lose interest in it. Yeah. As long as I can point things out to me that I didn't see or give me a new perspective on life, I absolutely would love to keep going. I like I like all of that stuff. I did have a question about your other siblings. So you have your brother that we saw on the show. And do you have other siblings? Because that was one of my questions. I'm assuming yeah, that I, have, I saw that. Um, I'm the only child of my two parents. And then my mom has Tommy and Crystal uh, with their dad. Okay. And then on my dad's side, I have uh, Franklin, which is my other brother. He lives in Vegas. And then I have um, Leif, Robert, and Sarah, which is uh, their stepbrothers and a stepsister. Okay, because I, I was curious because we didn't see them on the show. I didn't know if they were still in your life or what was going yeah, on. I mean, they're in my life on social media. I talked to some of them here and there, but I've I've been very disconnected from my family. Like the only family in Oklahoma, it's me, KJ, Rob, and the kids. Like that's all that's ever been out here until my mom and Tommy came out. Can I ask what happened between you and your mom that you didn't speak for that long? Because we saw Zoe meeting your mom for the second time, I believe, on, yeah. on the show. And it was heartwarming to see her get to meet her grandmother. But I was like, my heart kind of sunk in a way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you were like, <laughs> that sucks. Out on, 
Yeah, yeah. She missed out only on met so her twice, and you're like, yeah, yeah that sucks. If it's, you want to, I mean, anything we oh, ask, yeah, no. like if you don't feel comfortable, absolutely. Well, and I, she'll hear this too, so I mean, I, I want her to hear it. So. Hi, mom. Yeah, yeah hi. hi, mom. Is she there? Does she want to come on? Yeah. <laughs> no, she'll be like, oh, I'm sick. Her hair's not done. She'd make up a million excuses. <laughs> my, my, no makeup here. Whatever. Yeah, I got no makeup on. <laughs> Hannah Kyle was a picture, for God's sakes. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, um, mom is. She like, she never made any attempt to want to see her. Like the only reason why she met her once before, my best friend, Kathy, who lives in Vegas, like we grew up together. Um, we just hadn't seen each other for a while. And I was like, well, we're, and I, my grandma wanted to come visit. So she came, we drove from Oklahoma to Vegas. We rented a car. And then while we we're in Vegas, I was like, okay, well, you can meet Zoe. And then I literally took everybody. To, I was making like really good money. So I could just do this kind of stuff at the time. And I took everybody to dinner, like the whole family, people I haven't seen in like years. And then after that, still nobody reached out and said anything. Like I did all of that. So everybody could come together. And then nobody ever reached out and was like, hey, what's except I take that back. My stepbrother Leaf, he still reaches out, you know, asks how I'm doing and stuff like that. So shout out to him. But everybody else, nobody would reach out like that. Not even my mom. So I just if you don't want to talk to me, I'm not going to make the extra effort to do the same. And that's just kind of how it went. And it just stayed like that for years and years and years. Like, oh, it's someone's birthday or Christmas. And then, you know, you everybody makes those round of phone calls that are pretty much meaningless to me, if that's the only time that you call. Have you had a discussion with your mother about this? Or is this the first time she's hearing you? Yeah. Say that we, you have... we talked about some, about some of that in the in Dr. Paradise's meeting. Okay like uh, during therapy and everything, but it's just, it's kind of like, oh, it's a big thing now. But then as soon as it's over and that conversation's gone, it's, it just seems like it doesn't matter anymore. Everything goes back to the way it is. Okay. I liked his homework he gave you too, to have her <laughs> be a motherly figure, cook, do things that you didn't get a chance to do growing up. Yeah. How was that for you? That was weird. Nobody, yeah. nobody does anything for me. Like since I've been back here, like, which that, I guess I saved some of that for like the whole relationship thing. But like, mm -hmm. there's somebody that does something for me now. And it's the first person that's done anything for me that I feel grateful and not guilty. Aww. And because like, when people do things for me, I feel guilty, like you need like to the point where I, I get upset or mad, like you need to not do that. I'm fine. I can take care of it. And that's something I've been working on not doing, but only for certain people. Do you think that's like just your survival mode from the way you grew up and just your, you know, oh, yeah. having to take care of yourself and do everything? Yeah, you had a lot of trauma. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why I had that that particular homework from Dr. Paradise, you know, like that that meal on the show was the only meal she cooked while we were there. Ah. Okay. <laughs> well, and her salad was not beautiful. just her fault. Yeah, she did make a really good salad. I was surprised. They, they caught that. I was surprised when I see the salad. We'll be right back. And now back to the show. Okay, so well, I mean, I want to kind of get into the to the to the meat of this, um, as it were. Um, but before we do, do you have any other questions from the episode? No, I've I've honestly I go live on TikTok all the time, so there's like so many questions that come through. I had a list, but I don't, I don't know what I did with them. Okay, Lexi, <laughs> do you I have, have, a, any, I have like, yeah? Do you have, well, a, I, do you have viewer <laughs> questions? Not that we like. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think we, we covered a lot of it. I, I wanted to ask you if you thought you got a good edit, though. Do you think that they represented you well and your life? Oh, yeah. Story? There was times like I, w I was an asshole. Like I was like during these some of these times, like I was an asshole to like my mom because like just like she'll start up with like excuses or something. We were doing something and I would just shut her down. I would be like, I don't I don't care. I don't just don't care. Stop. 
mm-hmm. because she's she makes excuses for everything and it it frustrates me. And like I've I'm a lot better with that stuff. And they easily could have put that in, like mm-hmm. easily made me look bad. And they but did. They made it. you look good. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> just kind of kept with the things that really mattered. I also noticed they didn't like do the like you know, two inches from my mouth while I'm eating, except for like maybe at the beginning. And like, there's just a lot of stuff that I didn't see in my episode, but I also knew while doing this where I was going and I didn't really give them a lot of opportunities for mm-hmm. um, like my voice, like things I would say or talk or anything. I always made sure I always talk positively, mm-hmm. except for when I was mad at my mom. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, that's and the thing that the difference there. though. <laughs> was there anything that they left out that you wanted in the, sh- in the episode? Um. I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think there's anything that that got left out. Well, and I was Wes oh and no, I, were, I take that back. Yeah, I don't know if I can say. I, I don't, honestly, I don't care. Um, we did a Taco Bell thing visit, and uh, was it on your way to see Doctor Now? Because that's a bingo on, square. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's one of the ones that you like. You know, you that you always see. Like they haven't take mm-hmm. out on the way there or whatever, and right. they didn't show that. Yeah. And fast food on the way to Houston. I, <laughs> I ordered, I had like a big old taco pack, a uh, big taco pack. I had like a big taco pack. And I was, see, and I was like, can I have a taco? I was like, sure. If you give me some of your quesadilla, just because I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, there's no way that doesn't make it. And then it didn't get put in and that kind of saddened Aww. me a little bit. Yeah, I, I did do that on purpose. Like I wouldn't actually take her quesadilla when I have a whole taco pack. Like I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I didn't make it. And I was kind of sad. And I'm also sad that KJ didn't actually make it because she just couldn't like the kids and everything it would have been way too hectic to do all that well 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 this is okay so so that's a perfect segue into into this so (coughs) on the on the show you talked about your relationship status and your daughter and we met her and stuff um and and this other child who refers to you as as step stepfather um but you (sighs) The way that it was presented was, you know, you and I, KJ um, were together. You had your your child. And then the way it seemed is you guys broke up. She remarried. And then you got this really good job offer in Oklahoma. And then you said on the show that you paid for them to, to move out with you so that you guys could all still be a close family. And we had a discussion mm. about this on our last episode um, yeah, I think codependency was the word. Co-de- you used. I said you were. I think <laughs> that was I not think, out of my mouth. That was not that was out, out of mine. <laughs> I think I, I think my exact words may have been codependent as fuck or yeah, something along those that's lines. That's about it. <laughs> um, and and I thought it, I mean there was a lot of respect for the the wanting to keep the the blended family to you know together and all of that stuff. I I strive very much for that in my own blended family situations so there was a lot of respect for that but that's just weird like that that whole thing is just weird as fuck yeah well it turns out you're not codependent as fuck and there's actually a whole other explanation that didn't get shown and this also explains what we saw later in the show where all the kids were there with oh okay that's kind of cool he calls him stepdad okay that's all right whatever (laughs) you know to each his own whatever they're they're all there for the kids that's what's important you know that's that's what ultimately where I landed on it. Um, so so take it away. Give why don't you give the big the big reveal? Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, I'm back with my um I, I don't say ex baby mama whatever people want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the boyfriend. Um, her husband is Rob, 
and he's here. To, he's actually over here too. He's going to come talk to, um, you know, if you guys have questions for him or anything. Um, so, yeah. And uh, so, but um, I've known KJ for 17 years, like before we ever even should have been talking, we were talking, playing RuneScape online. Um, we were just friends. Like we didn't even know, like we, you know, that's all it was. It was just playing a video game. And then like, it was years before we met. Um, and then we became closer online. I actually lived in Ohio when I moved to Rhode Island. Um, and then like, we just, we just worked like for four, I think we were together for like four years. I was actually homeless for one of the first years I was there. She lived in the car with me instead of like going home. She would just stay there with me. And, you know, so we got really, really close and there was a lot of other things that happened as to why we separated and it weight was not one of them. I know that's like a big thing. Everybody assumes that is we actually became way closer not just as friends but like as intimate partners as well like we just became a lot closer after we separated and had our own places um and then me like i do with everything i had an opportunity to go to a different state and because of my past trauma i genuinely thought it was a great idea and i did i, I mean i was making too much money to give it up anyway so i moved and um my daughter so a lot of my daughter went back and forth like she was i didn't like it and while I was gone, she so wait, met Rob. So wait, so wait a minute. Okay, so you were in Rhode Island. You and KJ were together. You have Zoe, right? Zoe's her name. Mm -hmm. So you have Zoe. Then you guys just break up, um, but you're still seeing each other, as it yes. were, as quote unquote exes. Like you're you're divorced at this point. Were you guys legally married? Yeah, I don't know. No, we never married. I've never never been married. legally married. Okay, um, but you guys broke broke up. But you were and living in your own places, but still involved in the emotional and physical relationship. Yes. Okay. So then you got the job offer at Oklahoma. So you go there. Zoe went back and forth. Yes. Okay. And while I'm, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm, remember. I'm up to speed. Before after I left. <laughs> like two weeks before you. Two. Okay. So she actually met Rob just before I left for Oklahoma, which we. Which would make sense because, I mean, I don't know if she was looking for anybody at the time. I mean, she could have been like, we decided to separate. We always knew it would be close. And, you know, hence today. And mm -hmm. I moved and then she met Rob. And they, you know, they've had time together. Well, when they moved out to where I was at, which this is kind of where I, I'm like, like, how, why? Like, I always think about this. Like, why did, why did you move with her out here? I have, I've asked Rob that before and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that he did. Cause we're like, we're in such a good place now. And it, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like they all moved there. They stayed with me for a little while and Rob got his job and then they had a place. And then I lost my job, my first job, not the one they talk about. So, wait, on the show. so they did move to Oklahoma, but yeah. they weren't living with you. Okay. They did initially. Okay. They did initially. And then. They went they, out their place. Yeah, because I was like, there's jobs out here. You easily get a job. He got a job. Then they got their own place and the like same apartment complex. So we were like, we always live like really close, you know, and I'd help watch um, uh, the baby and stuff. Like it was just friends, like all like we were all getting closer and closer. But then I lost my job and I ended up going and living with them uh, in their place for, I think, like a year. And then we all got a house together. And then that was four years. <laughs> then, At this point, were you just all co-parenting and just supporting each other as friends? Yeah, yeah. There was okay. like a, it, I guess it's hard. We didn't have a label for any of it. So it's it's really hard to kind of say, I guess. 
Um, and then down the road, eventually I wanted to get my own place because no matter how it was, maybe because it didn't have a label and never felt like my place. It was their place and I was staying there. So I ended up going and getting my own job, my, uh, uh, my own place. And then I lost my job after I got my own place. And that's when like, I really put on a lot of weight. Okay. okay. But during this time, all of this time, like I didn't even know, um, I didn't know like the love and care that they had for me, like as I was spiraling out, because everybody's like, oh, you're such a great dad. Like you do so good. And it's like, I only look like a great dad because KJ made sure that like when I didn't get things taken care of, she came and cleaned, like Rob would come over and clean. They take the trash oh, out. Like they, there's just so much stuff that they did that I didn't even realize. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm going, I'm going to Texas and like that day, like Zoe cried and like that made me a little sad. Uh, but the thing that hit me the most that, that was like kind of like the first trigger of like what I was leaving behind is which they don't have on camera when I we came back to the house to say goodbye to everybody. And I gave KJ a hug and like I seen the reaction on her face and I was like, crap, it's more than just my daughter that I'm leaving that's really going to miss me. And then there was just other things that started happening after that. The conversations, like her always checking on me, you know, Rob always checking on me, just so much things that I was so blind because I was in such a bad place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even realize the people that care about you or that are there for you because you just have it in your mind that those things are starting a possibility. You started to realize that you were worthy and that you were loved and that you did have value and look at this because exactly. you have this in your life and you, you, mm, okay. It's, um. <laughs> it, it's it's great. Like we're talking about, I, I love talking about it because it really brings it up to the front and helps me accept it too, mm -hmm. because I still have doubts. Like even yeah. today, oh, I, sure. I'll still doubt things. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, so now you guys are all in Oklahoma. You lost your job. Things go downhill. They take care of you. Um, okay. So then what, then what came, what came next? So uh, them taking, well, I had, I had like a bunch of money saved. So I lived for almost two years and I didn't pay anything. And then the pandemic came. So I actually had a, like a bonus year because uh, like all the help services, if you're getting kicked out, just pay like eight months of rent, stuff like that. So between like my crypto savings and the stuff that I had, I, I just, I ate whatever I wanted and did whatever I wanted. I, another thing to make it in the show was my video game addiction. Like I put like 18 hours of games every day. There's a doggy in the background. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> That's Quinn. Sorry. Sorry. That's not an addiction. What? Do you at least stand? <laughs> Hannah Kahl was a gamer, by the way. Like 18 yes. hours, dude. That's yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. I played way too. I don't, that, I that is, that is a lot. Yeah, I get it. But that that was my what I focused on to kind of get to forget about that. And then Zoe and the well, Zoe and, and Landon, they would come over every weekend. Well, I would and get Landon behind. is 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 KJ and uh, Rob's, son, Rob's yeah. kid. Okay, got it. Um, but him Making growing sure, keep, up, we all straight. lived together while he was getting up to talking age. So Zoe's always called me daddy. So Landon calls me daddy. And then Mason, which is our youngest, same thing. He calls me that too. So we're both, you know, we'll just be standing there. One will walk in the room and be like, daddy. And we'll be like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so at what point in this... Um, now, when when KJ and Rob got together, were you and KJ still having your physical relationship? 
No, because I was in I was in Oklahoma. Okay, but when you guys then all moved, were in Oklahoma together. At this point, where is this when you guys became this triad, or how did that happen? That so that didn't happen until more recent, like okay. that oh. actual label type thing. Like there were there's things in the past, like being close and and stuff, okay. but not anything that intimate. Okay. Um, but it was the the tension and the and like looking back in my mind, it was always just a no that that could never happen. Same thing with with Rob. It was just no, like those things. It was like it could, but that's not supposed to happen, so it didn't. And that just kind of went on for a long time. But after I came back from Texas and we all moved back here, that things changed. Okay. So talk like, me through that to the extent that you're comfortable, obviously. So, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, I'm still blind at this point. Like I, I've seen some of the things I haven't put connected the dots or anything like that of anybody's feelings. And uh, I, we've been back, I think it's like, say it's like two weeks, three weeks. Um, and KJ, where we're going, we're going to the Walmart and she's, we're sitting in the, we're sitting at a light and she turns the music down. She's like, you make me happy. And like, she doesn't say things like that. Like if you, like you go to her TikTok, she's a hard ass. Like, this is something she just, she doesn't say. And then she turns the music back up and starts driving. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then I overthink everything. So I'm like, why didn't I see this? What, what am I missing? That's, this isn't a thing that can, that should be possible. And then I just started thinking about it. And then we had some other conversations and like, she, there's like, it just kind of, it just, it kind of rolled out from there. Um, and then me and Rob started talking more about it. Cause that's like not a topic that me and him have talked to directly before that we didn't do. It was me and her or her and him talking about it. Okay. So when you say talking about it now, the whole relationship like well, us being well, okay. in that relationship so so is it in this and you gotta you know you, you yeah, explain yeah. this for for those of us that don't understand <laughs> is, is is kj having a relation independent relationship with you and an independent relationship with rob and that's it or are you and rob also having an um an independent relationship there too okay so yeah i'm basically i'm the boyfriend he's the husband it's like the letter V, I guess you could say. She's there. And then like, it's not like me and Rob and that it is, it is just like, she has a boyfriend, she has a husband type thing. Okay. 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 We weren't sure. We were just like, we didn't know didn't how to define. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to confuse them with terminology. So just <laughs> yeah, yeah. let him understand because there's, you know, triads <laughs> and then there's the the relationship with the metamors so it's like it, it's i'm like you don't want to put labels and everything because everyone might be like no, no, no it's not like that so yeah like everybody's just like oh you're poly like when i go on tiktok they're like you're poly so you're open to other people no yeah <laughs> um, i didn't plan to be in any relationship until i was done with all this not at least for another year out that's how closed off i was to this initially and not realizing um like i thought about it but during my whole journey it was just not something that i had planned whatsoever just kind of uh, happened. Exactly. And we actually didn't mention why KJ, I know you told me in a text message, but can you let everyone know why she chose not to be on the show? Because a lot of people were wondering why she didn't show her face or didn't want to be. Yeah, so there. because she didn't want to actually come to the house and do stuff with everybody, they didn't have her sign the NDA. So they blurred her out in all the pictures. Mm. And she couldn't because there was two kids the, with the kids, like because Mason was young, he's still essentially a baby. And 
that's just too much. It's just too much to have everybody doing all that. And I knew what the filming and stuff entailed at that point because they asked a lot. And I was like, because mm-hmm. she was the one that initially did the interviews with me. Um, okay. And was we were planning to do it that way. But a lot of stuff changed in from then until it actually being done. Um, and I think like this, it's setting in that I was actually leaving and everything was, it was a lot. And her not being it, and I regret. Like, I really do regret because it is that the show's always going to be a big part of my life and a big turning point. But I mean, I'm here doing this here and I, I do, I have so much stuff up on social media now. It's everybody will figure out eventually. <laughs> and we'll, of course, we can, um, we're going to link all of your stuff, of course, and mm-hmm. we can always, we can link hers as well um, and, and Rob's as well. Um, so I, you know, I have, Hanakawa's uh kinky cafe to to educate me went on this stuff and we were recently talking about all of these differences polygamy and polyamory and because you know we cover sister wives on the show and of course now Cody only has one wife and you know and there's just all this stuff and then there's of course the TLC show um seeking sister wife and now there's this new one starting this weekend um seeking brother husband um now Sister wives and all that was very uh, male based. It's patri- you know ba- pa- patriarch society based, and now obviously the the novelty of the seeking brother husband, where it's the woman and all in the different the different men men. You know, there's there's um, you know obviously novelty and stuff to that, um, but you're like a real life version of this <laughs> versus <Yeah>. TV version. <laughs> Um, which isn't one that I have seen a lot. I've had friends, I've known people who have been the girlfriend or whatever the situation is. Um, but I, I don't often see it with one woman and two men in this husband and boyfriend thing. Um, I also see it quite frequently with gay men, husband and boyfriend. Um, Mm. but yours, no, I haven't seen. Um, so I don't know. Can you, can you educate us a little bit on maybe some of the differences in how what your relationship and and I know put again labels you know but maybe what yours is versus labels versus all of that yeah like my are the I honestly I couldn't see anybody coming into a situation like this without having history with somebody because like you have to really care about somebody and like maybe that's just like a, a male thing to to actually not be jealous of the other person like it, you just have to actually care about the other person's feelings because they're you're you're always going to have some some moment at some point where you're going to feel a little jealous. But like in this case, like for me, I'm the boyfriend. So they've been married for nine years. And so they've lived together. They have their bedroom. You know, they have their bed. I sleep in a different room. I like my bed. I like the sleeping by myself. <laughs> but we still, you know, like when it we all hang out every night, like I'll come and just chill in their room with them. And but I, it's very much like a like I am in like a boyfriend role in those in the in in that aspect. It is a boyfriend, and he is the husband. But the history is the only thing that lets happen because I was never be open to something like this with literally anybody else except for these two. It's not something I would be like, oh, like if this fell apart, I would not look for this relationship elsewhere. And I know Rob feels the same because like we've we've talked a lot about this. We're open all the day. It doesn't matter what happens, like what happened last night. We'll probably talk about it the next day and make sure everybody's still cool and every, where everybody's on the same page because communication is like key. This If you don't talk about how you feel, it falls mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. 
Now, do both of your families, your extended families, know about your relationship? They probably do now. I mean, I don't care if they know, but I would. I also wouldn't take the time to tell them the same way I wouldn't tell them anything else about my life because we just don't talk. Mm -hmm. Do the kids understand or know, or do they think that you're just like living oh, with yeah. them? <laughs> Zoe, she was <laughs> the first person. She was like, "Why can't mommy have two boyfriends?" <laughs> like she's the first like she asked that before we even ever put a label on it that was her her question and it was like well um i mean they can but you know mm -hmm. we kind of avoided it and we still don't directly tell like she knows and we've talked to her but she hasn't brought it up again like i want it to be on her asking about it again um but she's she wants that she doesn't want me to ever leave she doesn't want rob to leave um you know there's arguments and stuff. And if Zoe hears it, like if someone's upset about, there's not arguments a lot because we communicate, but if someone is upset and Zoe would be like, what happened? And it's like, oh, and we'll just tell her, Yeah, you know, we're upset about this or that. And we, we just keep it open in that aspect, but try to keep it very clear that it's not normal because she's still young and we don't want her to think, oh, well, being with multiple people is okay. I mean, if you understand the risks, Sure, but that's, you know, there's just, there's so much stuff to unpack with that. And it's, it can be overwhelming. It's not necessarily age appropriate to be <laughs> having, like, I guess, those conversations. It's not like, hey, yeah, yeah mommy's, mommy's boning both you know? of us, but not at the same time, you know, <laughs> like, you don't have those conversations, just like I would, you know, you wouldn't have those in a, in a monogamous relationship, right? Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. You know? So we're like, oh, what do the kids think? Um, yeah, we're not telling them we're, you know, wrestling in the bedroom together. Like, you, know, <laughs> you don't yeah. tell them that, you know. <laughs> yeah, we we hug each other. Cool. You know. <laughs> um, the the emotional stability provided to the kids is is a whole interesting dynamic, given that you and KJ had the history and then Zoe and then like broke up, but then are now back in the picture although you doesn't sound like you ever really left but like mm -hmm. in an official capacity you're back in the picture so so there's there's a this sense of stability that comes in that relationship that family unit you know for all the people who are going to be like ah, family values or whatever you know i mean not there's that. a lot of it seems like there's a lot of love in your family and i think oh, that yeah. that's most important i mean monogamous relationships that can be detrimental to child's well-being physical and mental <laughs> any relationship um, can exactly. be detrimental and it has exactly. nothing to do with who's boning who who's fucking who who's sucking who's whatever um i don't think any you know and none of it has anything to do i don't think have to do with that um i know i'm sorry i just know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It just is. <laughs> it's just one of those things, um, you know. Um, but um, so 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 with a total number of kids that are involved, let me like set me straight here. We have yeah, we have we have uh, so Zoe, mm -hmm. Landon, and Mason. Okay, and Landon and Mason are both um, uh, K Landon's... KJ and Robs or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, would you father more children with her? Um, if we didn't, if we didn't already have three kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if the number of kids, okay, okay. That be, well, I mean, just like any other family, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Well, it sort of becomes collective, right? You kind of accept them as your own. And yeah. Like, we got five, you know. <laughs> well, there's three kids, <laughs> you start two to dogs, lose the two desire, cats. Yeah. <laughs> Add more to that. <laughs> yeah, I just got a, um, 
uh, a new puppy like five, three days, four days ago. Um, I they, saw your Instagram. Oh my yeah. God. First of all, my daughter's name is Kaya. So I call her Kai yeah. too. And oh, I saw nice. that. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I've wanted a puppy for a really long time and I knew I couldn't have one. I couldn't take care of it. I couldn't take care of myself. And I've always talked about it. So they snuck off, drove like three hours. One, I think it was like two hours one way, two hours the other and went and picked up this pit bull and brought it back for me. And he's, I love him. So he's cute. awesome. <laughs> that was really sweet of them. Like now you're in a place that you can take care of them. Plus, plus it's this like emotional family, family bond. Like there's a, yep. there's a bonding thing with you guys as a family there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I can't wait to have, have Rob join us because I would love to hear about the relationship between you guys, as far as like your emotional <laughs> bromance. Like, talk, hey. talk, you know, hey, let's bring him, bring him on, Rob. I was going to say, Rob did so much in the show. We saw, we saw Rob, we saw you do so much to help out and be supportive. First of all, I hate moving. Okay. Moving is the worst. <laughs> it's, I've yeah. done it so many times and to see you helping and, and whatnot, I was like, all right, that's a good guy right there. Cause. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something about the moving. Um, I moved a lot <laughs> more than I'd like to admit. And uh, that actually was easy compared to other houses that we moved from um you know me and kj actually had to move pretty much a three-bedroom house by ourselves um to the current house that we live in now and uh yeah it's rough yeah because i was too fat to help yeah oh man (laughs) yeah yeah they cut out everything of me moving like all the stuff i helped move like because i i helped i i also helped move stuff and then when we got to texas i unloaded almost everything myself but they didn't show any of that yeah i didn't show any of that of course not (laughs) I got half of it unloaded and I couldn't move anymore. And I actually paid the maintenance guy in Texas. I paid him a hundred bucks to finish unloading the U-Haul. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because like you're, you're there like moving for hours and then you see it on TV and it only lasts like a minute and a half. And you're like, there's so much work that was done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so, so Rob, Tell me, tell me how you came to this. So you, you met, you met KJ back in Rhode Island. Take me back. Yeah. So, um, it was way, way back. Um, and you know, she actually messaged me first, you know, I was just, I, I had a, did she a slide job. into your DMS? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny cause I actually know her through her brother. Um, me and her brother were actually in a band together. And, um, you know, we were just at his house one day and, you know, I didn't think anything of it. You know, she just had made fun of me, said a joke because she was peer pressured to call me a name. And then she messaged me about it like three months later. I was like, hey, remember that time I did this? And I was like, uh, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so we just we just started talking and, you know, we hung out and we hit it off really quick. You know, she's amazing. And uh, after that, you know, we, you know, first of all, I should say that the whole time that we were together, like from point A to where we are now, he has been supportive. Like it, it was never one of those things that you see on Jerry Springer. And so we do, um, we do cover reality TV around here. So yeah. we've, uh, yeah. we've seen uh, quite a few uh, love triangles. Yeah. And I, I gotta be honest, it, it surprised me because I was skeptical at first. I never thought I would picture, like I never pictured myself being with someone who already had that, you know, connection with someone else in their life, you know, a kid and, you know, all that. And I did it because I just, I, I liked who she was and her personality and it worked out. You did know, you know was, that she was still boning him? 
Well, no, because that that wasn't the case at the time. Yeah, okay. I, I moved. Oh, okay. Uh, two okay. weeks after they met each other. Yeah, okay. yeah it was kind of crazy because like I had met her, and then within just a couple weeks, he was moving out to uh, Oklahoma. Okay. And um, you know how we got there was pretty crazy because you know we were in Rhode Island, and up there the cost of living is extremely high. It's really tough to make it unless you're living with family. Um, but I always forget Rhode Island's even like a state. Yeah, a lot of people that I talk to, because I'm in customer service, and when I say, oh, I'm from Rhode Island, sometimes when we're talking, they'll be like, isn't that in New York? And Oh, like, my God. That does not surprise me. But, but then I looked oh. it up, and I'm like, it's a real place in New York. Like, I, I didn't know that until recently. But uh, <laughs> I got stuck on Rhode Island Avenue in D.C. yesterday for a good 45 minutes, and that's neither here nor there. Rhode Island, yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got stuck on Pennsylvania Avenue the other day. <laughs> right. Well, it was right along the tidal basin and it was 24 oh, hours before, before peak bloom. So yeah. you know, we were in pinnacle elongation. Nice. Sorry, we live in DC and it's cherry blossom season and everybody is like, oh my God, when are the cherry blossoms going to hit peak bloom? They hit peak <laughs> bloom midday today. So Cherry blossoms. For someone that doesn't like the cherry blossoms, you know, seem to know a lot about them. Because I'm forced to watch the news every day because I have a husband who works in news. <laughs> I sneezed so hard earlier, my headphones flew off. Oh my god! Okay, sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, no, my husband works in news, so I, I have you know, I have to watch the five o'clock news every day because it's the results of his work all day, mm -hmm. you know. And then, um, so it's always, and he made the mistake of saying at work like he didn't understand the the cherry blossoms why everybody was so like gung-ho about the cherry blossoms he was like why i don't understand it and then yeah apparently that's not the thing you say in a dc newsroom because <laughs> you will be you know anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway but we digress that's it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where do we leave off Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. Rhode Island. <laughs> so uh so yeah I mean from there you know things were just they, they were very difficult and at that point we knew that KJ was going to be having landed and so you know he it was kind of a collective thought you know moving to Oklahoma because cost of living was lower there were more job opportunities um, I have these to get two are really... in contact anyway. KJ and Chris are in contact it, all the time anyway. Exactly, so. and and it, it it was a perfect transition because like like I said before, he was very supportive. He allowed us to stay with him for you know a certain period of time before I got a job. I was lucky enough to get a job that could support an entire household, and we could build a family. And so that's what happened. You know, we we moved out here, and things went surprisingly well. And it's one of those things too. Like we were we were pretty young to be making that kind of move, and my family wasn't very supportive of it. They were like, you're going to be out there for three or four months and then you're going to be crying to come back. And here we are nine years later. Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> if, how old are you? Um, I was 21 at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. that is young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but remember I mean, when I was 21. Oh. Well, no, I mean, I, 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 uh, I had no problem with people being young and moving. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, Live, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I did. I moved all over the place. Like, I, I don't know. I was kind of raised that way, but you know, reach out, explore, you know, I want to know, okay. Cause Chris, you said that the relationship conversation, like your new dynamic of a relationship uh, conversation happened like recently, how did that come about? Like how, who, who said what to who, like, how do you open that door of um, like, Hey, gracefully or, or <laughs> <laughs> just like, how do you, like, do right, you just like, like 
Did you get trip and fall into KJ's vagina and you guys decided that, like, <laughs> hey, we're, I guess we're going to be boning and, and hey, yo, you, you okay with it, Rob? Okay. You like, mentioned I like turd earning on the radio and telling you that, but. Yeah, that's did... like the, that, I mean, honestly, that's where it started. Like it, it started there. There's, there's a lot more like sex is like, you know, of course that's a thing. That's what, you know, people that are together do, but there were so many other stages before that, that we had to talk about and go through and like spending time together. And there's just a whole lot of other stuff to, I guess, be to get to that position before those things happen. And that it took a lot of conversation and a lot of talking. I know they, they, it was her and Rob talking together a lot. And then me and her talking about things a lot. Like we had a lot of conversations, a lot of different times. Um, And then me like I had to be completely comfortable before moving forward with anything because that's just the type of person I am. It had to be okay with both of them. Not just, you know, not if it was just something that she was okay with that day. Right. Because she's Mm. also very much somebody that doesn't want anybody to get hurt. She would rather there be nothing and she'd be with nobody than anybody to get hurt. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, it's okay. And well, and that's that's kind of where where we had those conversations. And then it was like, okay, now me and Rob need to talk about this. And then that's what we we do. We talk about it all the time. You just be like, yo, is it okay if I bone your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina likes to say boning a lot. Well, I mean, the people want to know. I mean, I'm just, you know, that's yeah. well, just what we there are. Is, so there's there, okay, there's because we, it's there all okay with us. Some of our, so, yeah, oh, no, we're so chill. We we yeah, you know, all of it, all yeah. of the boning is okay without us. And and so, you know, it's like taking the stigma out of it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's it's not that like no not afraid to talk about the things, but there are some things that we do want to keep private because I'm Absolutely, going to be a very public person. But I will give you at least the a, a little bit. Those are things that we do together. Mm. Okay. But I, like well, anything past that, like that, that's about it. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go now their husband and wife, like if they do stuff and I'm not, I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You, yeah. I, you, I would be stupid and ignorant to expect anything different, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's, that's completely up to them. Like what we do, how it works, all of that, you know, that's, those are just things that we do still want to keep private. So at the end of the day, we know we have our space. Of course. Sure, fair, fine. fine. <laughs> That's do very you, fair. No, I like that. <laughs> um, do you have any jealousy? Is there any sort of jealousy at all? So I don't have jealousy. I have I have some insecurities from being so big and losing weight. And <gasps> I have loose skin and things there. There are things that make me very insecure. And I wasn't going to talk about them at all. But KJ was like, you you just have to deal with those things. And it's literally the only thing that I'm insecure about is because like, like my stomach and like below my stomach, there's a lot of loose skin and it gets away in the way for things. And it's, it (laughs) is, I mean, it can be embarrassing. I don't like, it doesn't matter if it's anybody else, like the rest of the world, none of that matters. Like showering on a camera, all that, none of that stuff bothers me. But if it's the person that I actually care about and it's the Mm. person that I want to enjoy my company, then it becomes an issue in my head. And I know it's not going to be that way forever, but it does still bother me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, understandable. I mean, you can't, you know, it's like a lifetime to get our our neuroses as yep. bad as they are. It takes a while to undo them, you know. Once we're in a place where we're working on things, where you know you obviously are because you're doing all the 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 mental work as well. Um, would you, Rob, how would you and KJ feel if Chris were to 
go and find somebody else? Like, would what I mean, would that, happen there? It's, um, I mean, he, I mean, to me, he can do whatever's going to make him happy. Um, you know, it, it might be something that means a lot more to KJ than it does mm. to me, to be completely honest. I that mean, makes, it's not that well, I don't that care makes sense. I really am happy with the dynamic that we have. Mm-hmm. It, it works very well. Um, but, you know, like, I also care about him. I care about KJ. So, you know, I would be there to support both of them. Just like if I was doing something, they would both be there to support me. Now, you don't have to answer this, you know, but is that something that you would potentially look at? I mean, that's getting a little like, you know, are you planning on leaving your current relationship? Like, I don't, I'm not saying like, are you planning on breaking up with them or anything? But like, I mean, I, you know, just from a dynamics and interest, I don't know these, like, I don't know what's the norm in these situations. I think your thought, Katrina, is more of, are you seeing this as a long-term arrangement or do you expect that eventually there's going to be separation and, and looking outside of this dynamic for um, maybe you, you know, going off on your own, I guess. Yeah, or bringing another one in. Mm. It's like, maybe like he still has the relationship with KJ, but then he also maybe has a relationship with somebody else who doesn't have a relationship with, I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's so hard to plan for that. Usually the stuff just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. not what you said you just like it, it happened you wouldn't you weren't searching for it yeah it <laughs> happened I mean, the we, way it happened we, we've we all talked about it and and that's the biggest thing i mean just like any any relationship this is exactly the same communication is the biggest thing and we literally talk about everything even if it makes us uncomfortable we talk about it and um i mean i personally i don't picture it you know ending that way i don't you know, I, I imagine that this will probably last a while because we all support each other. Like I said, it works out. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids are happy. Everyone is happy. And as long as that stays that way, there's no reason for it to change. Well, well I, mean, I approve. Okay. I mean, yeah, 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 I was say, it seems like it was sort of a long time building towards what you guys have recently mm-hmm. established it as. So, um, you know, congratulations on that. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is the biggest challenge for each of you individually? Um, I mean, right now, I don't think we really have much of a challenge to deal with. I mean, of course, the initial step into this dynamic was a challenge because, you know, I didn't expect it. He didn't expect it. I don't even think KJ expected it, but it just happened to work out. You know, we we had sat down over a period of a few nights talking about everything and working everything out. And it just ended with, you know, I think this could work. We think this could work. And that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the biggest, um, the most difficult thing about it? Um, oh, no, I just asked you that question. I met yeah, the yeah. other. I was like, is she reframing it? Are you a Sorry. producer of the show? That would be the do. most difficult thing for, like, I honestly, that question, I think the most difficult thing is making is is not for, that's not a question for me and him, mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. only one person there for one person um that's more of like like a and i think about this all the time for her is like what like how she has, she's very super caring and like she loves that there's that we're both here and i don't know how she makes all that work like if i had to give attention to another person i would probably rip myself apart <laughs> that's, that's sort of my thought about you know taking on a, another husband like more than one husband i'm like uh ah, mm-mm 
I don't, I know. <laughs> but we're so different. Like me and Rob are so different. Like we're extremely different. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, sure. KJ's would hurt. The thing that's going to be difficult for her is going to be different for each of you. But like w- the things that may be difficult for you, Chris, may be different than the things that are difficult for, you know, for Rob, right? Mm-hmm. Like it may be difficult for you, Chris, if you're like, you know, I don't know, maybe you're in your feelings one night and they don't they're not paying any attention to you and you're kind of like eh, you know may, are, are things like that or rob are you like you know like i'm so like kj's all upset because chris is being mm-hmm. you know whatever she's being standoffish because he's mad about yeah. you know <laughs> well, i mean that's actually Alabama a good point. or something I <laughs> those, don't know. those are things that we we've had to talk through like mm-hmm. that exact those both of those exact scenarios because like they've had their time for, you know, for nine years, like the last three years, I really wasn't even there. You know, like I wasn't here in the house, like none of this was happening. So they, you know, they have their time in the room, the time they spend together. And then like, we decide to do this, you know, I can't just expect them to, to just give that up. But the problem was, was nobody wanted to say that they needed that time. Mm -hmm. So it was more of a, you know, we're just going to kind of go in the room and close the door. And then for me, that that looks like my trauma. Uh-huh. is like okay well now this is happening now this that's the end like my brain immediately just goes that's the end and that's not the case but then we would talk about it and then it just completely took care of it like that's when i say communication is key like if something bothers you even if that conversation becomes heated upset or whatever it is at the end of the conversation everybody's happy and everybody's calm all over again and that's so then That's you would have to then work. go to him and be like, you know, hey, guys, it really kind of bothered me when you disappeared in your room last night without really interacting with me and like have that conversation. And then they can be like, oh, sorry, we didn't even notice. I was just exhausted and I had to pee and she just ran it, yeah. you know, whatever. It wasn't about you, Chris. Because like I've <laughs> had my insecurities of being like feeling like I wasn't wanted around. And then my response is to just remove myself and go into my own little space. So that's what I've done my whole life. But when I say stuff like that to them, then that's where that dynamic changes. And I know that I'm wanted here because they make adjustments or say like, hey, this this is what we're doing. And it's not like all the time, you know, it's just, you know, we spend every night together sitting, watching TV, talking, bullshitting, we'll play games, you know, spending spending most of the night together. And then we just have a really exhausting day and KJ just wants to relax and not have to deal with two men. <laughs> and, and he's the husband. God she can't bless kick him her. out of the room. You know, I I I go out because you know they. He's the husband. It's just you don't just kick him out of the room unless he's really done something wrong. You know, and a rough day is not enough to kick your husband out of the room. So, it's, you it's Do you guys watch Sister Wives? By the way, no. no. Okay, okay. I was gonna refer to something, but you don't watch it, so it doesn't matter. Um, the conversation about Cody on the couch, Christine. You know. Oh, yeah, him sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but <laughs> Robin, <laughs> always trying to get your husband. I mean, I don't know. Like, it'd be nice if if I did. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I want to kick my husband out, but <laughs> you guys we, work opposite hours. I know. You know I say, we, we we work practically opposite hours, so yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and I'm single. I'll just kick myself out to my own couch <laughs> with your dog. Yeah, Charlie. 
<laughs> well, Kaya's sleeping, or, yeah. or the demon is is multiplying. I don't know. Yep. Love should <laughs> love should be multiplied, not divided. <laughs> <laughs> is KJ around? Do we get to say hi to her? Do we get to see her face now? I can ask you if she wants to come say hi. <laughs> I don't know if she. It's been a pretty stressful day. I, I just want to say thank you both for being super open and. I know a lot of our listeners really, really appreciate the openness and well, mo- all of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, not most of them. All that's of why them. they listen to us. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's dumb. It's late. Um, but hey, no, we still I, have, I really we still have that Friday to do. Oh, we I know. Have, I know. We still have the, the shows I'm just to do. so excited that they came on. And I I'm know. So... I, I, I could just sit, but um, I know we don't have Hannah call. Well, as, soon as, as soon as Chris said he was listening to the episode, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I re-listened to that episode and I was like, oh, god damn. I was kind of a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he's like, yeah, I'll come on. And he was like super nice go. about it. Chris, you were so nice. And well, this kind nice of shows you what TV gives you, the perception of somebody versus really talking to them. Of course. After talking, it's like, oh, you're pretty down to earth. You're not a jackass at all, I guess. <laughs> no. I was like, I didn't think it was, yeah. I've been but monopolizing I mean, them. I of course. Like, like you guys probably you guys probably have questions for them, but I've been monopolizing them. So I'm just like, no. <laughs> I want well, to know. Katrina, you and I, you and I are on the same pa- like page because I wrote down all these questions that you were hitting the oh. nail on the head with. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um she's doing no, like I was, kids just, and stuff I right was just enjoying, yeah. It's all good. Enjoying the stories. I'm, I was just, I'm enjoying hearing well, people's stories and thinking inappropriately that they are both very handsome. I'm like, wow, how have we been blessed with two very handsome KJ is pretty lucky in that regard. Although there's yeah. a lot of nose rings happening on the screen right now. Oh, yeah. I'm digging it though. Oh my god! Between the two of you <laughs> and then Alexi, like there's a lot of piercings happening mm-hmm. on this page. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> are you getting jealous? Do you want one? No, <laughs> no. Well, and I, I mentioned that Wes uh, wanted to reach out to you too and say, "Hey, if you w- ever want to talk or PD, or whatnot." Yeah. Um, and he's talking about the haircut. So you just <laughs> cut your hair on the show, right? Like Chris, they, right? Oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, mad remember, because like, he wanted to cut his hair. And, they said that, and I was like, why, yeah. "Why would you even let them dictate if you can get?" I was just like, "I'm getting my haircut." And I got my hair cut. <laughs> that's, that's what I told him, but yeah. you know, I'm. We were laughing at that. I was like, Chris didn't even care. He was like, "Fuck production." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Once I'm I knew, and, like, it, the ball was in my park. That was it, dude. Oh, though that just... that's smart. You're getting a haircut. So that they can't. What are they gonna do? They can't edit you. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to edit like long hair on him. <laughs> yeah, I knew when they. I'm. I'm I wish I could say things, but I can't. I know. <laughs> yeah, we you can always text us. We won't say whatever you don't want Once to say. Once we stop recording, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, oh I have so many questions. And, you know, part of the reason that, I, that I'm, I'm very excited about this and that, Rob, that you were so willing to join in and stuff is, you know, because we have talked about this before, because we do talk about, you know, seeking sister wives, we talk about sister wives and, and a long time ago, Hannah Call and I used to interview lots of, like, lots of sex workers and um a variety of situation you know we've talked to porn stars we've talked to um strippers you know and all of the just um we we like to have you know all of these different viewpoints and and education on it from a non-judgmental mm-hmm. place 
Um, we want to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. And so we we were wanting people in your kinds of situations to come on. Somebody who's we were in- literally talking about that a few months ago. We need <laughs> to find somebody to, and then I boom, put it out to have- some friends and I was like, I need people, I need somebody who's in, uh, in polyamorous relationships and I need somebody who's in polygamous marriage. And, um, and then we get you guys and not at all what I would have expected um again yeah. not i you Either. know not not the <laughs> usual kind of um polyamorous relationship that i see um so i'm just so incredibly um um i'm so glad that you guys chose us to share this this part of your story with um we are going to get to fat friday we're going to cover a thousand pound sisters we're going to cover um, my 600 pound life with our special guests they've okay. watched the show they're going to give us their insight uh, much like when uh, Wes sat down with us and watched Crispy's episode, um, you are forever crispy now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, okay. you saw the way that I, I spelled your name. You're forever <laughs> crispy um, now. Um, so so much like Wes sat down with when we watched your episode, you guys are going to sit down with us as we talk about uh, Patrick. The broadcast will be right back. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back we've got fat friday with you um tonight we are covering my 600 pound life and we're covering thousand pound sisters we'll do thousand pound sisters first um it did appear to be the season finale lexi yes so of now both? you can chose yeah so well my point being that they ended my 600 pound life on an episode that was kind of blah i was actually really surprised i thought for sure that they would yeah. have kind of given it a good season finale. Yeah, and no. it was, well, we'll discuss that later. But yeah, <laughs> so let's start with Thousand Pound Sisters. The season finale, season four, episode 10, Apple of My Eye. Don't you love how the titles of all the episodes are food related? Yes. I just I realized that. that last night. <laughs> oh, hi. We were skipping through the TV. <laughs> Have you guys been watching the season or the whole series in general, or did you just watch like kind of catch up yesterday? Did we binge the we binge the whole thing like this last month, <gasps> nice. like from the beginning all the way to the end? Nice, okay. nice, nice. Okay, yeah. So, so all four seasons. Yes. Yep. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like me with Sister Wives. So probably it's That's fresh true. in their head. Okay. So breaking news, but not so breaking because this will come out on a Saturday. But Michael did file for divorce. From Amy in Kentucky, which yes, I haven't seen the documents. I don't know if you actually got. I to have see not them. seen the doc- documents. Okay. but I, I was actually did. surprised that he was the one though that filed. But that's the it. Could be news. just the way that they ended up on paper. I mean, oh, okay, it just yeah. Gotcha. I filed in my my first wedding. I my first divorce. I filed and it listed his name first. I don't know. Ah. Doesn't matter. It doesn't gotcha. matter. All right, um, so we're. But yeah, so we did talk about that and it's been, I guess, confirmed. I don't know. Yeah, all the sources are saying it, but yeah, we haven't actually looked at the paperwork. God damn it, Charlie. My dog is all kinds of hyper. He's here. He hears my voice. Okay, (laughs) so this kind of was uneventful. It was tying in the, you know, the tying up the uh, relationship between Tammy and Caleb into the actual wedding, which the whole episode was about. Oh, so this begin- wedding. Oh, yeah. this the end wedding. of it, which we'll get to. And oh my God, I was like, you better make a gif out of those, like the little things at the end. 
from the bottle or the cans tied to the back of the wheelchairs. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> I was like, if that's not my wedding, I don't know what. I, I have a lot of of screenshots. I like the um, a man never rubs trachs and tells. Yes, that was that needs to be a t shirt. <laughs> um, I've got that, and then I've got the whole. Um, just Tammy have butterflies or does she have pterodactyls? <laughs> no, that whole thing. Um, yeah. Do you have the butterfly? Yeah. And then there were some good quotes. Amy in this holding episode. the fart in until the end. <laughs> I love how she stole the bottle of wine and it wasn't even, there's was no alcohol in it. She's like chugging the anyway. Fake wine. <laughs> right. That's uh, like anyway. the wine I drank while I was pregnant, aka grapefruit juice. Okay. So. <laughs> We see the family driving to go to Tammy and Caleb's wedding. Of course, Tammy's mom can't make it because of her health problems, which we already know that that's kind of her health problem is code for her dogs. Is my babies. Right. My babies. (laughs) Um, Always. (laughs) And you guys just chime in anywhere you want. Yeah. Yeah, Don't feel like you have to be invited to speak. We don't ask permission (laughs) around here. We just we just. I should yell over each other. <laughs> I think a nice segue earlier when we were talking about communications. I, I should have said communicizing. Communicizing. <laughs> yeah, Amy was Do you speak about... Kentucky? <laughs> can, can I speak Kentucky? Can you speak Kentucky? <laughs> uh, I could try. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm that good. Oh, man, now we but... both gonna be over here, Kentucky. Oh my yes. god! Hey, <laughs> hey, man. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. That's actually really good. Right? Yeah. Really good. I used to watch. Uh, I used to role play online a lot, so I could I got uh, this, this whole other persona that I can be. <laughs> I used to watch uh, Larry the Cable, uh, Larry the Cable guy yes! a lot when I was younger. Yeah. I, was I like, saw I was him live. Right there. <laughs> yes, Larry the Cable guy, so funny. Uh, okay, right. so then we see the ladies getting that. We we see everyone arriving at the rehab facility. Um, I'll skip over some of the stuff that isn't yeah. important. We see the ladies getting their hair and makeup done. And Amy is giving marriage advice about how important communication is, which, again, tying back into what you all were talking about. Now she's divorced or getting there, but that's okay. Um, Communicate. <laughs> <laughs> and we see Amanda and Misty interrogating Caleb. And he was just like, he looked actually scared. I'll be honest. He looked a little fearful. His eyes were like popping he out did. of his head. He's like, all right, okay. Yeah, she, she said we're about to fuck around and find out. <laughs> I don't know how tall Amanda is, but she seems pretty tall. She's a big girl. Yeah. Actually, Chris, I wanted to ask you this. This is one of the things on five on my six hundred pound life that never gets talked about is height. How tall are you? I'm we six know every, feet tall. You're six okay. feet. Okay. We know everyone's weight, but we don't know how tall they are. So it's like they intentionally mislead us about that so that we don't yep. know the height weight proportion. Yeah. yeah. So other people are like, you don't look that big. And I was like, well, I'm six feet tall. If I was five, five, it would look a lot bigger. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I say too. I'm like, well, I'm five, six. So, you know, <laughs> I'm five, four. If, so I was, they... <laughs> if I was five foot, I'd be, you know, oh. <laughs> they just and look really so big. Tall. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got shorty, big short pants over here. I keep forgetting how short Anacal was. How tall are you again? Uh, I tippy toe to five foot. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, your kid's him. taller than you now. He's getting there. <laughs> Based on that picture you sent from the yeah. dentist, like that kid got long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, but we digress. Okay, so Amanda talking to Caleb, and then they asked him about signing a prenup, which, listen, 
I don't think Tammy has a lot of money, so I don't know why the hell she's even bringing up. She's a just asking just to just to test him, just to see yeah. what he'd say. Because if he says no, I wouldn't, then that would set off a red flag. Not that they need one, although right. I would recommend one for anybody. But I mean, I, I although I didn't sign one, I don't didn't have any assets. So <laughs> did anybody in the family? I didn't catch if anybody in the family knew that Caleb went to that place just to be with her. They did. Like, did. They all know that. They did. They found out. Yep. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. I think on the Chris last was talking episode they were about, talking about they were talking about like does this make him a serial killer and right and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it's, creepy. It's kind of creepy. Like I saw you on TV and I thought I just what check myself in. It's like he's like you know how many bags of Cheetos and- it took. <laughs> I have no how many clue. bats of spaghetti it took me to get here. <laughs> he <laughs> like, I, had to get, I had to get swole in ways I didn't know. <laughs> and then uh, he had to like choke himself so she could save him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh that's a bit kinky. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, well, yeah, red flags are waving everywhere, every which way. Yeah. Um and then we see Caleb say, uh, a man never rubs strikes and tells, which you mentioned. Uh, we see Amy waiting for everyone to finish playing bingo so she could start decorating the room, which was hilarious. And <laughs> this rehab went in. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is amazing. Amazing. I mean, hey, weddings are expensive. I'll start blame pulling them. the tablecloths off and yes. put our our dollar tree i mean that wedding yeah. probably cost a hundred dollars tops good for them maybe 150 since dollar tree went to dollar 25 tree quite possibly yeah, no, it was like they, they gave like apparently she had an hour to set that entire room up we actually just recently had a birthday party for gay and it's just like a little tiny kitchen area that me and him decorated it took us three hours to decorate the entire kitchen well because you're a bunch you of dudes that? i mean i'm sorry but you're a bunch of mediocre white dudes like (laughs) what did i say about mediocre white men right i see some good interior designers though man hey i'm married to one i mean (laughs) come on i've I've said this before hey i can't decorate you saw me try to throw danielle oh no you came after i tried to decorate danielle i saw it yeah yeah that was like I tried. <laughs> I tried. I'm not a girly girl artsy. No, no, I no. I don't know how to do that. It was so. good. Oh, I particularly you. like Morgan Freeman on the TV behind <laughs> us in that picture. We couldn't find the remote. That's <laughs> then they finally there. did and turned it off. But, but until then, we had Morgan yeah. Freeman gazing was, down on us. Samuel well, Jackson. No, yes. Yeah, right. Samuel Jackson. Not not Morgan Freeman. Sorry. I, if it was Morgan Freeman, I would have taken selfies with it because I love Morgan Freeman. Mm. Who doesn't, like man? The grandfather that the voice. doesn't. Yes. Mm. I changed my ways to his voice, but that's neither here nor there. <gasps> you could do that for a while. It was like, turn I don't right. Use ways, I was like, though. I'll turn. I don't I'll use ways right. because ways will like send you through somebody's backyard to save two seconds. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I love it. Driving through DC and everywhere. Oh my God. I'm like back roads. I don't even know where I'm at. Yeah. Um, that's exactly why. That's I'm going to end up on an episode of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Up- on on Pennsylvania was, Avenue when I was my office is by the stadium. It always defaults me to the monument and Pennsylvania Avenue every time. I'm like, why am I by the monument? I was coming from southeast. I was coming from the freaking oh. 
the stadium and I had to cut through DC because I had to stop somewhere in DC. And then I should have just been able to go straight down, but I screwed up because Mm -hmm. freaking whatever, you know, and so I'm on like Florida Avenue and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, I'm on freaking Pennsylvania Avenue at five o'clock on a Friday night. Or no, it wasn't Friday. It was Tuesday. <laughs> but <laughs> during peak bloom, the title basin. I was like, yep. Okay. Crazy. But we digress. Yeah. All right. So then we see Caleb trying to put clothes on that Amy had gotten for him, but they don't fit. <laughs> he has to get clothes from another resident. Which is great. I would have just rolled into my pajamas. I wouldn't have cared. I've been like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I would have wrapped the tablecloth around me and, and made it work, like a toga right. or something. Okay. Yeah. He, he got sweatpants and a polo from another guy. Like, Which, how right. hard is it to find clothes? Like, how how did you find your clothes, Chris? Like, when you were at your biggest? We asked Wes this, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, D, oh, DXL. That's where I would go. And then actually, he was spot on with the shorts. He called out where my shorts, those shorts I had on. Absolutely. Oh, he was right. spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. That's exactly where I got them from. But I go to um, DXL, which they, those, they're like everywhere. It's like they're not cheap, though. So I don't get to get many clothes, but mm. they, they make them comfortable. They stretch in the right places. They're, yeah, it's, it's nice. Okay. Right. That's what when I when I seen the show when he came into the when they came in the room and they had all those fresh shirts I was like oh they have a DXL next door <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, a roommate just have a whole bunch of brand new clothes you know <laughs> uh, all right so then after Caleb gets clothes from his uh, rehab mate uh, friend um, yeah so then we see Amy getting her makeup and hair done with Tammy Tammy puts on her dress and she looks like she lost a lot of weight. And actually seeing Tammy stand up, because you don't really see her standing up very often. I noticed mm-hmm. like she's really short. I don't know how short yeah. she is, but she's pretty petite, which I didn't realize. Well, I wouldn't call her petite, but she's short. You're, I think she's <laughs> short. I think. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, she she had, let's, call, let's call a spade a spade here. You know? <laughs> she had blinged out white Crocs. I, I was have like, a picture of that. Yep. Okay, I was like, hello. They say pride on them, and they're all blinged out. And then she's got these big old fuzzy white socks, and then she's got her sundress. It's like this miss, miss, mishmash of of trashiness rehab wedding chic that I've ever seen, and it's both the saddest thing I've ever seen and the sweetest thing I've ever yeah. seen. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, good for her. Um, Speaking of blinged out stuff, is Dr. Now's stethoscope really blinged out? Yes. Is yes. that like real jewels on there? I mean, they, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't have a diamond test or anything, but diamond. being like really like close Savarsky to it. Crystal, yeah, it's, I mean, it looks real. Like I, that was one of the first things that I want. Like when he came in, I was like, I wasn't. Ha- I mean, maybe that's why I didn't hear him when he first walked in. No. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I definitely took a nice little eye to it a couple times to see. But I mean, it's a real stethoscope and it's got, I mean, I don't know if they're real or not, but it's definitely bejeweled pretty nice. Okay. Bedazzled. Remember <laughs> yeah, that? Bedazzled. I'm an 85 baby. I know about bedazzled yeah. stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, those stethoscopes are like freaking accessories. So and they're expensive as it is. What's a, what's a few diamonds on it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't leave the yes. office though because if you notice whenever he goes to like hospitals and stuff he doesn't have that with him oh hell no you yeah. put that in a safe and you yeah. take the... <laughs> lock that up 
like that. He gets that for every surgery he does. He adds a new like jewel to oh, it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, a new row of jewels. Oh, it's a com- it. stomach kill count. <laughs> stomach kill. He's like a, a stud for every. Oh no, that's so morbid. <laughs> he takes one off when people reject surgery. Chris, he lost like one yeah. for you. Oh, <laughs> like no. one. He has like a his own KDR for his surgery. <laughs> oh my god i'm so morbid it's yeah a geeky gamer thing okay yes. oh yeah <laughs> all, right. all right so then we see the wedding caleb rolls down the aisle in his in the wheelchair they all have these cute little sunflower decorations everywhere and <laughs> oh there was a moment where caleb was scared he thought tammy was getting cold feet oh I yeah they had to draw it out make it look like she was taking too long to come out or something which whatever right who knows if she really did it was kind of sad though that caleb didn't have very much many like family members there i don't know i felt <laughs> kind of bad for him uh well, i mean would you travel really far to go to that wedding no oh yeah, maybe my family <laughs> i mean member, i don't absolutely. know i don't know what a normal family dynamic is because mine is me either <laughs> much like chris's my dynamic is is like i i can relate to you a lot chris so i don't know what a normal family dynamic is you know what's crazy is like i i'm kind of glad that my like we didn't have family at our wedding we me and kj had a very discreet wedding like i reached Mm -hmm. out to someone who could do it and then you know we just went to this really nice park and it's kind of it's kind of cool because like where we were there was like a little river and they take like these boat trips down the river as we were getting married this boat full of people was driving like they were floating by and everyone said congratulations so that was kind of like the the, the group of people that we had on our way yeah but then uh zoe was there you know she gave us the rings and stuff um and then after that we just kind of walked off and took a bunch of pictures but it was really nice it was calm it wasn't mm-hmm. stressful we didn't have to decorate anything mm-hmm. we came yeah. home had some pizza and that was it you know it was it was nice Aww. if i ever get married that's what i'm doing something low-key and chill I'm not dropping 30, 40. We're doing it at Weston yeah. Grill so I can yeah. have some of that crab dip on the loaded tots. What I don't understand yes. is like these people that have these expensive weddings and make the parents pay for it. Yeah, I, I will Where do you find those parents? I know. Exactly. I don't, right? <laughs> I might consider marriage yeah. if I had can those I parents. Can I get adopted? <laughs> uh, same. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm very much a, you know, you do you, whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy at a wedding, but, you know. I'm not going to recommend spending, you know, uh, the size of a down payment in the DC area on <laughs> on a wedding. So, I nope. mean, I don't know. Nope. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll rent out a rehab center. Go to like a retirement community. YMCA. Go to the know. one that Danielle works at right now. Yes, 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 yes. And then I'll officiate your wedding. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I need to find like what am I who am I marrying? John Cena? Like you can't see him? Who am I marrying? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you don't have anybody to marry right now. <sighs> okay. John so then yeah, did you can't wait too long to get that joke. No, I got it. I just <laughs> didn't know how to like do 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 do. Yeah. Do, 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 um, anyways, we're sorry, wrestling fans. We're wrestling don't judge us. <laughs> um so then Okay, let's see. Where am I? I got all excited. <laughs> so we're excited about John Cena. No, rehab yeah. wedding. Um, yeah. So, okay. Then we just see them getting married. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Then afterwards, well, Caleb was crying during that. That was really sweet. And he was telling her how much he loves her. And 
going on and on, which I don't know how much you can really say after knowing somebody for like a month or dating them for a month, but to each his own. And rehab, cool. much less, you know, with That's all true. the exciting outings and dates they must have had. And bingos. Um, then we see Amy congratulating the the happy bride and groom at the after party where there was a DJ. We called it an after party. <laughs> the reception. The reception. The reception. <laughs> where they had a bottle of non-alcoholic wine yes a dj aka a, a speaker and probably like a bluetooth connection to an and iphone they had this music on and everybody there with the exception of like three people are in their wheelchairs and they're just yes. they're having fun <laughs> like it's like the saddest thing ever but everybody looks happy i mean at least they're doing something other than bingo i guess i don't know like um, right. But yeah, Amy's toast. Amy's toast was was actually okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. Amy's toast was actually kind of sweet because she was she was all choked up. You know, she's emotional. She's whatever. Da 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 da. Was she drunk? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Know. I was just wondering because I feel like she was like tipsy. Yeah, was I mean, at least she may acting have been. like it. Yeah, yeah. maybe they pumped the oxygen up a little bit. Bit. <laughs> maybe it's just she hadn't slept because of the babies and michael's useless so i don't know yeah, oh possibly. okay yeah <laughs> you, you know? mean tammy you mean tammy um huh, huh? what no I'm i don't know amy during i'm tired, a- I'm tired. <laughs> it's eight o'clock in arizona 8 40 yeah what time, what time, is, time is it 7 40 you know what time i wake up shit <laughs> <laughs> anyways i wake up at six shut up um okay you go i kept earlier than that never mind um <laughs> anyway <clears throat> so she goes on she has this whole long toast she's really choked up about it and she's going on about how like you know the only thing that like she wanted was babies and now look at her she has her babies and the, the thing tammy wanted was you know to be happy and look at her now she's happy and yeah. just like how far they've come and i was like okay i i, I was all up in my feels in yeah, that me too. rehab wedding <laughs> like, and then I was I, right it quickly there. ended and when she said that she was holding in a fart and then let it out i was like and my emotions have now seen <laughs> <laughs> i am no longer feeling mushy welcome to the family caleb yeah. is <laughs> yeah she farted at the end oh um, uh, yeah yeah then we so, see amanda hitting on Cor- that guy Corey's white or that yeah that guy just Corey. he was labeled as tammy's friend yeah that was a little weird. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Go on with your bad self. Go find yourself a, a romance. Um, yeah. they, you know, both of those sisters just divorced the brothers. So <laughs> remember, because they were married to brothers. Like, so we were talking about a family tree and how they don't really have a family tree. It's more like a circle mm-hmm. because everyone's like, you know, two sisters are married to two brothers and it just kind of loops around. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess that's no longer the thing. Yeah. So yeah, then that's basically the end of the episode. We see them rolling off in their wheelchairs with the soda cans tied behind it and the sign on the on the door saying do not disturb, dot dot dot. No, really, don't. And she's really excited about like they get to like share the same room and everything now, like and sleep next to each other, wake up next to each other. I'm like, oh, that's so um, that sounds like fucking torture. And that's like they're in the separate beds. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to see someone that much. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't want to see somebody that much. I know, right? Not in that small room. Like, you came in, like, I'm, oh, geez, that'd be mm. terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, so that was it. 
but it was like I, it was the saddest wedding but it was also like one of the sweetest things like i, I was, was very sweet. confused emotionally about this episode it was sweet and i get like why they wanted to do it there so their their friends could be there yeah. that were still in the rehab center um i All wouldn't right. have done it but yeah take All your right. bets are they gonna last no chris no no i don't think so rob no hanakawa no 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 one thinks you're gonna last okay um all right i mean i hope for like my soul and my i mean you know my optimism is like yes they're gonna do it like the reality sets in and it's like no yeah um all right my 600 pound life yes patrick with the above the law tattoo and the guns tattooed it looks like a i didn't even notice that where were the it looks gu- like a prison tat it's on his calf i got it when he was getting out of the truck at one of the places i was like what oh, yeah he's talking about hurting oh when he underestimated the the drive to to houston which everybody does um before the fast food on the way to houston which also everybody does both so chris i don't know if you know katrina plays 600 pound bingo do you know about this i don't know if she mentioned no. it in the last episode my 600 pound life bingo right like well we do it with sisters too but where we play bingo we have all these different squares on um like things like spot the cpap (laughs) your cpap machine (laughs) spot the potty chair was one for a long time um holes in clothing um fast food on the way to fast food on the way to houston um for a while we had one that was like sitting on the in a in a van or truck like a moving van or a moving truck because they always like just sit (laughs) on the floor there um and then like things like that right like uh dr p was one um anyway underestimating the drive time sounds like a fun game (laughs) wait so i don't know i don't know if you said this because you cut out a little bit in my headset but did you say the shower scene Yes, that's a, that's one of them. That is one okay, of is them. It, is that the is that the free space? Because that's like no the free space. <laughs> <laughs> the free space is hi. How are y'all doing? Yeah. It's not <laughs> hello. How y'all doing? That's a good one. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say if they have to climb any stairs to get to the shower or like you know to first some death-defying um, balance act to get in there. <laughs> a lymphedema or mysterious rash is, is generally one of them. <laughs> mysterious rash. It's just some kind of mystery rash, like because you know, you know, there's just all these weird things on parts, um, and we don't always know what everything is. It's just this mystery. It's not like the episode where it was clear, like when the woman had maggots on her inner. I did not see this, or I don't remember seeing. It's a really old episode. I'll have to find it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she legit had maggots. I don't remember if she's the same one that had the sandwich in her folds or not but uh, <laughs> <laughs> rosie the nurse she's a bingo square um some of these were like squares before they became like absolutes like before there was like a more of a mixture of not things you were going to be guaranteed but things that like you know could happen and then the, there was very formulaic after a while it was always dr p we we didn't see lola anymore i'm sorry that happened to you lola uh, we didn't see I her. her she was sweet yeah oh yeah 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 she would we always call her lola i'm sorry that happened to you therapist because she always says that yeah (laughs) um but like there was there was a time when it wasn't always dr p now it's only dr p this is like the only one we see you know and stuff like that so um so some things were just like we're guaranteed we're gonna get now 
before we didn't I always feel like have it's, a shower it's scene. followed much more of a structured format this season mm-hmm. than I've noticed in any other season. Of course, they always do the shower scene. There's certain things that they always do, but I feel like I'm watching almost the same episode every time from the moment they do the shower scene, the breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but it's a lot more, I don't know. It's very rich. It's like very, yeah, very much yeah. so. And there has, and Dr. Now is a lot nicer on this season. I know we talked about that in the last, mm-hmm. last podcast, but I feel like, we're not getting the crazy remarks so much that he used to say, mm-hmm. but he's, he's holding just, back. I feel like he's just like, I'm proud of uh, you for that. <laughs> and then they show him in the hallway. Like, saying right, what he really he's thinks. like holding into everything he wants to say, but he's like taking a breath and just calming down for a second. I don't know. That's what I noticed. <laughs> um, um, anyway, we digress. <laughs> so we meet Patrick who is 42 years old. In Columbus, Georgia, his weight is unknown. He's a real and, country boy. Yeah. <laughs> then we see the camera angle they always do, unflattering camera angle, which I'm always. sorry for all. Yeah, because that's just, oh, <laughs> feel bad for you guys. You know, all of us little women were just like, let me have our phones up here. Let's do like an angle. And then there's the like, on the floor camera. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Right. Yeah. At least she was wearing underwear, unlike that one woman's. Yeah, I know. They did her so bad. Oh, my God. Do they make you adjust your clothes to make them look tighter? They pull them back. They do that? I can't. I can't say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 Yep. No problem. We're just going to. Yep. You have to sit comfortably in the chair, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we meet his wife, Amanda, who is helping him take a shower and get dressed. Now we find out that they have been married for 20 years. And a lot of people on Reddit, I jumped on Reddit briefly to see what people were saying about this episode. And I don't know if you did it as well, Chris, if you were able to like get on Reddit and look. Oh, yeah, lo- I did. A lot of people thought that she was on drugs. She oh, was yeah. nodding 100%. off. 100%. She was on drugs. Yeah. 100% she's on drugs. You see how yeah. like her eyes are just like slits so, like every yes. single time. 100%. Yeah, yeah we were sweet. playing uh, She's she's Still Sleeping. <laughs> KJ, every time they switch over, she'd be like, she's still asleep. Still sleeping. <laughs> Every time it would go back over to it, she'd be like, still sleeping. <laughs> so do you think she was sleeping when um, when hubby was boning the neighbor and produced, I would say, yeah. <laughs> produced that kid? <laughs> oh, man. Mm, that's an interesting scenario, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you thought your situation was funny, you know, was uh, unusual, Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick's yeah. scenario was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I boned the neighbor and oh. and she was actually pretty nice to the daughter on camera at least oh yeah totally Totally. which a lot of people would be maybe like have a lot of resentment towards that but you know whatever good for her be resentful towards the child it's not the child's fault no my well my ex-boyfriend in college uh his dad cheated on his mom and had a a, a, well his dad cheated on his ex his wife with his mom okay so he was the bastard child and uh, his stepmom or whatever didn't want anything to do with him for a long time. Well, that's, it out she's a bitch then. Exactly. She's totally. You never bitch. know how people are going to, you know, react in any situation. So, yes, we know Amanda's on drugs. We don't know what kind. Definitely. Haley, um, I'm downers. I'm going to guess. I'm going to get a narcotics. guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess yeah. Zanny's or not Zanny's, probably Roxy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just my guess. It's <laughs> probably how she dealt with everything. Probably. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty 
Well, it's pretty heavy. I'll eyes be honest. Like Bloodshot. It's really bad. At some of the scenes, I thought Patrick was also. I'll be honest. I thought Patrick might have been on something as well in some of the he, scenes. He could very well have been. He was. It's it's not unusual, right? Like we saw the Asante brothers, we saw him, but there's other ones too that that have a lot of other ones that and ones that I'm sure they don't talk about. But you, I, I know I can spot the behavior. Yeah, you know the drug seeking behavior and the other things, and and even not just drug seeking. I mean, addicts can spot other addicts, right? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so, so yeah, it's not unusual necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. so then we go from the shower scene to the breakfast the, scene, the making breakfast, but we do learn a little bit about his family history. He said that his, he was obese as a child and his whole family was, he talks about his dad being obese and actually getting the surgery, but then having it reversed. And his trauma seems, I mean, it's traumatic to him, but it wasn't like, you know, Chris, your situation where Mm. you're moved around and just like you're, that was Chris had legitimate trauma. Right, right, right. And I don't want to compare, you know, different traumas because I know (laughs) it's not a competition. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And, And it's your own experience. And so I'm not downplaying his at all. But we don't have that, you know, history of like sexual abuse or, the abandonment, that kind of stuff, as we've seen in other episodes. Uh, he did say his dad, his mom left his dad for another woman, and then his dad eventually did pass away. So we see him eating breakfast, and he's drinking like an orange juice that looks like a big gulp size orange juice, like you get from 7 Eleven. I was like, that's the biggest orange juice. <laughs> no <seen>. milk? <laughs> right? No milk. I-, I hate milk. When I saw you chug that milk, by the way, I almost threw up. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> i've always oh. loved milk i don't drink it at all anymore like i haven't had milk since that day like i just don't drink milk anymore at all okay it, it's oh. it, too many calories too much fat and it, it's just i just cut it out can i ask you about that big old bowl of pasta oh yeah i like, love pasta well yeah i love pasta too and then we had i mean pasta's pa- <laughs> like pasta is great but did you eat that whole serving bowl or was that just for the cameras oh i ate it okay you did yeah. How, ma- how many bread, like slices of bread, did you make? How many sandwiches out of? I, I'm pretty. I would have used them all. I don't remember if I like, I did it all, like all of them, because like they are filming, so they're like they want like angles and all that stuff. Yeah. So you eat and stop and eat and stop. But I could honestly be a competitive eater. So like I don't know about other episodes, but like for mine, they're like just make the biggest meal that you would, you know, just get the biggest meal that you would normally eat. And I was like, okay, I'll just make my normal meal, and everybody will be blown away. So that's what I did. My like another one I could have got the, like those big party trays of lasagna. Let's just throw those in the oven, take it out, just eat the whole pan. Wow, I really like, thought when like you put nothing, that down, you know? that you, like it was going to be served out. You know, like that was the <laughs> yeah. serving. Well, I said it in front of everybody first, and then it cuts to it just being in front of me when you yeah, look at it. Yeah, and then we're like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the milk thing was funny because my um. My stepdaughter was asking me, she loves milk. She just, she goes through tons and tons of milk and she's, so she's about to turn 14 just for her age reference. And she was, she, she's always got this obsession with, you know, can you drink a whole gallon of milk in a minute or whatever the thing is, was like from a TV show or some, I don't remember. And so she was asking something about it. And then I, she knows that we've been doing and talking to people from from my 600 pound life and so she was wondering if somebody who was morbidly obese could do it 
could drink milk and I asked like that quickly whatever and I remember yes, asking Wes. Wes and he was like oh I don't drink milk oh and then watching your episode and you've got the whole gallon of milk right there next to you and I was like yes I gotta show this to her <laughs> so I couldn't drink the whole gallon and eat the vat of spaghetti I couldn't do both of those I did ah. drink like it's probably like a quarter of it because the top's not as much as the bottom of the actual milk itself or maybe down to half but I definitely didn't drink it all because you then you're kind would of pushing you, you wouldn't it. normally drink it out of the carton like that, right? Like no. Okay. That was Wait, I, I don't have dishes. So like initially, like I only have like a couple cups because only right. ever just me and the kids. So like my mom being there and oh, just okay. everything going on. And I was like, just give me the jug. Okay. All mm. right. Okay. Well, you made for good TV. That's for sure. sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The All cute right. emojis from that milk are insane. Honestly. <laughs> oh okay all right so then we talk about him cheating on his wife with the with the other woman getting pregnant he said that he used to work at an electric company digging ditches at 400 pounds which i find that extremely impressive if that's the truth because at my weight now i mean i get tired when i bend over like when i have a baby i'm like oh, oh i'm out of breath uh, pick her up oh. tired digging in the sandbox with kaya yeah <laughs> i could see i could see doing that like at four like when i was around 400 pounds with how active i became and because i also had to get up and then pass 400 pounds i could definitely see doing something like that but i mean you still consume a lot it's really bad for your health but it's definitely possible if you're he and he definitely has the body built like the height and everything for that weight to be able to do that to be distributed oh and also Wes was talking about how you got out of bed how you like kicked it up yeah. right <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize bed. this I didn't until we talked about it so I found that I actually kick myself up too that like so that that much, all do but, this oh but it was like more of a recent thing because I I mean I I've gained a lot of weight since having a child like a lot like a significant amount of weight and so my body moves differently now, but no, I literally have to like kind of do one of those things to like get up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I do it too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, but you're fast. You, you were actually, you moved really well fast. for a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not supposed to talk about things, but like uh, there were times oh. like I need, I had to slow down or I was going to run the cameraman over. <laughs> like, cause I just normally <laughs> walk fast. But for me, like everybody sees that as fast for me. It sees I need to get to the next place because I'm going to, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to get exhausted. It's going to be mm -hmm. uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. I just, I went quickly Power to where push. I was at. The quicker I can get there, the quicker I can sit the fuck down. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> you become a momentum of yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. No door is going to stop me. <laughs> Body in motion stays in motion, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, all right, so then we see him going on disability. He's, he talks about that when he got too big. Mm -hmm. So they decide to take a trip to see Dr. Now in Texas, which is an 11-hour drive with no stops. And what do they do, Katrina? You got a bingo square. No, I was like, that too, but then they got their <laughs> fast food. They got their fast food, and they underestimated the amount of time. But he was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to get 16 chicken sandwiches and and the popcorn shrimp and all like okay were they at popeyes okay, i was trying totally to figure popeyes. out okay so I, I don't eat now that i don't eat meat for a long time i don't really go to fast food very often so i don't know unless it's like i don't do fast food like uh, you know like fries or something so i'm like curious with my gut like popeyes oh, okay i have enough enough gut issues that if i start yeah i'm like you know gotcha. remember i don't poop so i'm trying to right you know i have to make sure i'm eating the right kinds of 
nutrients to help balance all of that the yeah. best we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, well, we see him arriving in Houston. He weighs 657 pounds, which was shocking to him. He didn't realize he was that big. And Dr. Now and him are discussing his medical history, like diabetes and sleep apnea. And Dr. Now asks what he does all day, and he admits he sits on his ass. So that was an honest, one of the honest things he says. And he still eats candy with diabetes. And then Dr. Now is going on some whole, like, this discussion about hitting yourself in the head with a baseball bat and then wanting like medication. And then he's talking about rockets up his ass. And I'm like, what is going on? Okay. The analogies. The analogies. Cause she's like, has diabetes, but he's sitting there eating candy. Like right. Cadbury mini eggs. Right. He's sitting there. <laughs> I'm a sucker for you. You eat candy. the worst freaking candy. Katrina. I know. I know. No, you eat. Pe- listen to me talking That's- about not no. eating. Like at least fast food, but I'm eating. No, peeps. but I'm saying like eat like a Snickers or like a good candy bar. You eat fucking Peeps. That's disgusting. It's just, so you gross. eat right? I do right. I know. And candy just, corn. I know. And I'm sitting here talking. I'm the guy with banging my head against a base with a baseball bat because I'm complaining like about my gut peeps health and complaining you can't shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's where the Peeps are. <laughs> But I can't <laughs> in your gut and they're not I can't, I can't I can't poop anyway like I, I don't poop anyway so I might as well eat the packet of peeps right like <laughs> then you guys all look mortified when I'm like telling you guys about how I used to light peeps on fire when I was little and you guys thought I was some kind of like sociopath it's oh. not though it's like lighting burn, burn, though. it's like a light source if the power yeah. goes off you got peeps Especially burn hard. very easy. Exactly. Yeah. And they we, they burn weird. Thank you. I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah. So somebody else lit peeps on fire. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Okay. So, so it's, then it's Easter candy. I don't do it like like uh it's, it's the Cadbury mini eggs and the peeps are the and the oh god, the marshmallow with the chocolate dip. Like, oh what are you talking about? What marshmallow? Candy. Ooh, Andy, it's like a marshmallow she's talking about like chocolate. malamars or something yeah, like that, is that, like that. that those things disgusting are... katrina <laughs> i don't want to go treat things no those i'm never trick-or-treating at your house okay i'm just no never i get different your house. stuff for the kids but no that's like those are like my weakness candies and they're all out right now and so yeah where's your reese's I don't that's good reese's. reese's twix you know like, reese's I'll, is the I'll only candy those. that i like I'll really you put order. them in the yeah. freezer they're good I'll, i like I'll the eat christmas them. tree the holiday ones because oh, they have less chocolate yes there's more peanut butter in them yeah. i totally <laughs> get what you're saying yep i'll eat those at work because my boss has like a bowl of candy in his office like all the minis and stuff so i'll eat those at work but i don't generally like <laughs> I'm i mean just I, about I honestly I don't like i since i've tried to really like revamp my diet and stuff yeah. because of my gut health i really don't eat candy much at mm-hmm. all but right now with the easter candy those are my like my weaknesses so yeah. i bought about a packet what of mini egg well i bought two because there were two for whatever <laughs> at cbs so you know that's that that'll be it i'll eat it over the you know course of the weekend and you know yeah okay. hopefully be done with it but yeah i don't eat a ton of it and, and, and yeah because again trying to get my gut health Mm-hmm. <laughs> under control <laughs> it's bad enough not pooping like let me let me try to help it a little bit oh but yeah so he was saying oh he's diabetic but he sits and eats candy that's the same thing as a guy sitting there banging his head 
with a baseball bat and asking for like headache medicine rather than just stopping banging right. your head. But like with other kinds of addiction, you're food addicted. You can't just say, oh, just don't eat. Like, right. Just like eat you're less. an alcoholic, just, just stop drinking. Yeah. Like, just eat less. Right. right? Like, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I will say too, on this episode, he didn't once offer this guy therapy and that pissed me off. And I'm sure he did. It was cut out or there was some, for all we know, we saw Dr. Paradise and it was just cut out or something. But I'm like, this guy has major addictions. He's not that successful in his weight loss. He's just doing the bare minimum to get through. But um, hello, like he needs. I was really surprised that he was actually approved for the surgery. Me too. I, I was too. I was too. I was like, this guy is. Yeah. I didn't expect right. the approval. We we knew because we seen that that little black te- the text that comes up is like surgical procedures, and I was like, no way. They do that at the beginning of every episode, though. I thought, well, right? They they wait until the commercial, like the little <gasps> little break, and then they put it. So we knew before it actually before we even got approved. Okay. Because I I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see him getting the surgery at all. No, because yeah. he was doing the thing where he lost was losing weight a little bit, and then he was like, well. And I kind of cheated here and I kind of cheated here, which is what they always do, right? Like, oh, yeah. I've been following the diet. I've been doing well. But like, right as they're getting closer to that, arriving at Dr. Now's office for the, the next appointment, they're always like, well, I might have cheated a little bit, you know? And so he was doing that, you know? And then um, was it when he and Dr. Now got in the altercation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell when they first go in, like the things they say and the way they talk about what they're doing, how how well they're going to do in most of the episodes like you can like i could they'll come there's in like for a visit a, like, like next one's gonna be good yeah, yeah. especially 100%. if they like start messing up big time in the beginning and then there's always like this like two minute turnaround which you know is really like a three weeks time span and they go i'm gonna get my shit together and then they go forward it's you know it's, yeah it's like the same which is why actually when we watched Wes's episode, because his first weigh-in, he didn't lose weight, I don't think, or maybe mm-hmm. it was a couple pounds. Right. I was thinking to myself, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. He's not going to do it. Right. And then it was like, boom, he, you know, kicked it yeah. into gear. But yeah, for the most part, you can just tell by their attitudes for sure. And well, yeah. And when they overall. start out with like, oh, my knees, you know, they're already complaining about pain and stuff, you know, right. like they're setting that up for, oh, later, that's going to be their excuse. <laughs> and that's actually yep. what happened in this episode. So we meet, you know, Dr. Talking, he's talking to Amanda and he's asking like who gets the food basically who's the enabler yada yada but before they even leave Dr. Now's office he made a comment something like we have a lot of parties coming up and a lot of things happening yep. so I don't know how my weight loss is gonna do this next month or whatever but it wasn't like an um on the fly or it wasn't like um a voiceover that was recorded after it aired it was literally an otf like right there in the office mm-hmm. so i was like okay yeah <laughs> he's already like not treating it as the way that he needs to be treating it as which is shifting everything you know changing yeah. everything it's oh well i have this this and this and i'm not going to be able to no well if you're changing your life yes you do have to you still can go to these things everything's based around food okay well, it doesn't have to. You can change that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can eat, change what you eat, you know? Just because mm-hmm. that's the way it's always been doesn't mean that's the way it needs to continue to be. Yep. Yep. So then they leave the office and we fast forward to month three where he's eating breakfast. It looks like some scrambled eggs and bacon. 
And he's talking about how he sold his house in Georgia. I guess the market was hot and the diet was, you know, not going so well. Well, they packed up their dishes, you yeah, know, their dishes. so he could cook. <laughs> he, the, yeah, book no the, the book was in a box. The book was in a box. was in a box, so I couldn't read it. <laughs> yes. So I had to eat, you know, fried chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of excuses. <laughs> and he asked Dr. Now for an extra month because of moving. Uh-huh. So of course, which is what now. they start to do when they they know they need more time mm-hmm. because they haven't been doing what they need to do. Yep. And uh, so Dr. Now said, sure, but you have to lose an extra 30 pounds. Fair, because at his size, 30 pounds a month shouldn't be difficult. 30 pounds uh, one month. Yep. You do a really good accent, by the way. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> let's see, where am I? I have my glasses on and everything, and I still can't read. Hello, how y'all doing? (laughs) 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 Okay, so his weight loss goal is uh, 40 pounds, I guess, for before the next appointment. And Dr. Now said that his goal weight overall should be uh, between 190 to 200 pounds for his height. Okay. So then we flash forward to month five and the family tries to go camping. I'm not oh, going to get into this. It doesn't work out. He can't breathe. They leave, pack it up and leave, which I'd be pissed if I put up the tent though. And then I had to go. I'm like, that's, I don't know. What do you think about that? The camping scene? Production. Uh, they go, I can't like, I, I feel like that was definitely something that they like. Oh, something you like to do. Oh, we like to do camping, and then they were like, "Oh, that that's what we're doing next." Like, <laughs> it just seemed like, "Oh, we're here, and then now we're leaving." Like, why? I don't, I don't. That it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, it felt like it was that was just a day to like film something. Is what it felt like. If I'm being completely just, honest, just filler for the show. Yeah, sometimes yeah. or or it was a whole day and then they cut so much of it that it just seemed shortened like i just i don't know i think they film and film and then hope that it comes together at the end yeah Yeah, so they go camping and then they they, let's go for a walk okay yeah go for a walk when you're i mean that just seems weird like i understand like i don't know like let's yeah let's look around our campsite but like going for a walk as an activity while you're camping seems weird like let's go for a walk after dinner at home. That seems normal. Go for a walk. No, I mean, like, we just I set like up going walking when I camp sometimes. Like I used to go camping a lot, like when I was younger, and like we would just go hike around the trails. And I mean, he wasn't doing no hiking around trails, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but the the whole thing just seems odd. Be for me when I watch when I watch it, like a lot of a lot of the episodes, because none of them, most of them, don't seem dedicated to losing a weight, losing weight, let alone dedicated to doing those extracurricular activities. And then end up failing or doing terribly or gaining weight or any of that stuff. And that's where I get like a big disconnect when I would watch the show and why I didn't want, like for me doing my own, like, I don't, I don't want those things like the gym. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say whether they did or didn't want me to go to the gym, but let's say they did want me to go to the gym. If I wasn't getting a full membership to continue to going, I would not do a scene like that. Because you wanted to be as transparent and honest. Is that what you're saying? That I'm not going to go to the gym one time. Like, and if I'm going to the go gym, anymore. I'm going to the gym. Like, you're yeah. going to give me a good gym membership. You're yeah. giving me a personal trainer to do this every week? Or am I going, well, oh, then I don't want to do something like right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. I admire Hypothetically. that. Hypothetically. 
hypothetically. <laughs> I, I do admire that though, that you're, you know, you were able to kind of just like put your foot down and do what you wanted to do, I guess. Exactly. I wanted it to be me. That's yep. all I wanted. And that's why I say, I don't know what they do on other episodes or if they coerce people into doing other things that could be the case, but they like, I just let them know at the beginning of like, it's going to be things that I do before they even said anything. So I don't even know if they do that, but I told them it's, it, it's things that I actually do or I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I just remembered you had your curtains on upside down. Why? On the, on your windows. Oh, and the, and the house. oh <laughs> I, didn't notice I was that. fat and lazy. It were really easy to hang up on the hooks. No, but the, 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 the they had thing- these like things at the bottom and the, uh, I had it like stapled towards the top and then the, the rings at the bottom helped weigh it down to keep it against the wall versus had, like the rings the rings are supposed to be on top yeah, yeah it had to be flat against the wall because it blacked out the whole room because you're a, a hermit or a vampire yeah. okay. yes very much <laughs> i mean i saw i saw the um all the the soundproofing I was stuff gonna say, a vampire or a gamer because you don't want to scream with that fucking light coming in That's exactly <laughs> I had all the soundproofing and stuff because I used to stream on Twitch and like stream all my games for my friends and stuff. You and Hannah Kawa should hook up on Twitch. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't play any more games. Like my Twitch not, is dusty. Not like I did anymore. Gotcha. Your Twitch is what? My Twitch is dusty. I thought you dusty. said it was nasty. I was like, oh, I haven't been there in a while. Let me see what Anacom was doing. It'd be nasty on Twitch. (laughs) Doing a little, uh. my 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 hot tub streams now. Yeah, hot tubs. Game. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm better in some games than you, but I just like the hot tub. Okay. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) her cat lady person sits in the hot tub. Oh my, uh, the VTuber model. Yeah, I go back and forth with that one. If no I want to be seen or not. <laughs> yeah. Closest I get to video games is um, I watch The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> and um, I will play some like Mortal Kombat. I will play some WWE 2K. I thought you were going to say you were going to go play The Last of Us. I was like, okay. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I told you my story about how I sold it after I yeah. bought it years ago when it first came out. Because I it came with the PlayStation and it scared me. Such and I love horror <laughs> stuff, but I was scared and I sold it. And I so regret it now because it's worth so much money. Uh, no. it's, it's the best kind of scare. That's funny. I would love to see that. <laughs> I like lived by myself and I was just like scared. It was dark. I don't know. <laughs> Things were popping out. Like I just remember the opening scene and there was like a girl in the house or like, it was carrying or something. I'm like, nope, nope. Nope. Oh, Lord. Lord. I I live in a house of gamers, but I am not one myself. TV. I've been trying to play my Assassin's Creed Black Flag for about 10 years whenever it came out. And then you get so far in the game, and then it's like I get distracted in ADD, and then I forget where I left off, and then I don't Mm -hmm. know how to use the controller anymore because it's been three years since I picked it up. I think that's the last one that I got before I left Rhode Island. That was the last game that I purchased before the Black Flag. Yeah, it's so good. Being the last game that I played before I left, I don't know why I remember that. I I I just remember like setting, getting it all started, and starting to play it, and then I never finished it because I moved. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. All right. Back to the show. But we digress. It's month six. He's back in Houston, and of course, he's saying he's sick. 
and he could have done better on his diet and that he had the flu. And Dr. Now was basically like, well, the flu would cause you to lose weight, most people. And he's like, not me, not me. So you're special and unique. It's retaining water. <laughs> right. Exactly. Water weight. So water weight. Dr. Weight. Now, do you believe in God, Dr. Now? <laughs> so he weighs 642 for a recent weight gain of 25 pounds. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And then they get this. Do they get in another argument here where he's like, don't come back here and unless you're actually serious about losing weight, go somewhere local? Uh, so then, or is that the next? Well, no, it's the it. next one because then he says, Yeah, it, once Dr. Now says, you know, you should lose weight, um, then he all of a sudden says he's been having chest pains that he never mentioned to the doctor the whole time. Which I feel like if you're having chest pains, that's number one, you should probably notify your practitioner. And when it's bullshit made up chest right. pain to be pretend like, Oh, this because of this, I can't do stuff because you're not right. thinking your lie through all the way. So, of course, Dr. Now is asking into the chest pain, you know more questions that he can't answer because he looks confused and now he's having to make stuff up and that it just comes and goes at random times of the day was that the one where he looked like he would like he was having chest pain and crying towards the end of it i, I went to the bathroom so i only crying. heard and came back and i seen just the end of it and i was like is he crying because he's having chest pains right now no he was crying at the end more towards the end of the episode than this oh, okay. particular month but he did end up crying later on um but yeah dr now's like he was kind of being disrespectful to Doctor Now. He was in he the was way he was dick. talking to him. Right, right. Oh, he was being and, really mean. Yeah, and of course, Doctor Now is like, "We gave you the instructions, and you haven't done anything with it." So, I didn't even write down all the things he said because they were just ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, he was just oh, snapping wait. back with anything. No, you're right. Because then he started crying. Okay, so next note, he started crying. You're right. And I was like, "Why isn't Doctor Now offering therapy?" It's month six, but he told him to get the EKG. Patrick's like, I won't come back. I'm not coming back. And his wife is like, uh, yes, you will. Like, all like slow. Yeah. Like, she woke what's... up for a half second. <laughs> Where am I? She's still, still sleeping. Awake? Is she still sleeping? Is she awake? <laughs> yep. Okay. So then he complains. He's saying, well, you just gave me a piece of paper and a book and that's it. Which that's what I wanted to ask you about. So he gave you the book instructions on what to do. Did you feel like you weren't giving enough, given enough tools and resources from Dr. Now? I know you did your own research, but do you feel like you were provided enough? No. Okay. I don't believe that there's enough support for anybody who's at 600 pounds. And again, this is just my experience that goes mm -hmm. into any, anything like this anywhere. I do not believe there's even close to enough support for the things that you need to be taught the things you need to understand, whether you're getting surgery or not. Absolutely not. There's no way. Like mm -hmm. just the like a nutritionist and a therapist. Like yeah, a, a nutritionist, a therapist, somebody explaining to you the different way foods work with your body, or at least somebody creating those meals and getting that structure for you. Like if you don't do it past that, then you don't want it. Mm -hmm. But I really feel that there was a big lack of stuff. And I'm glad that I looked into it myself. But yeah, it's I, I don't believe that they give enough. And it, it sucks even more because when you are there and you have cameras, you are really motivated. You are completely convinced in yourself what you're doing. But when you go home, 48 hours after you go home, you're right back into your same situation with the same feels. That's when it's hard. And that's where it's like the root cause. When I see Dr. Now and his patients, I feel like the root cause is never really addressed in his office. Yes, he says to some people go to counseling and things like that. I know I follow um, Dr. Smith, who's the bariatric surgeon 
that we see on thousand pound sisters. Mm -hmm. And I've been following him on Instagram and he has support groups constantly. He's engaging, he's doing podcasts with education. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's a different type of environment, I guess, for him as a bariatric surgeon. Um, it seems like there's like a lot more follow through, I guess you could say, or a lot more. I feel like there's more supportive resources. I mean, I, I feel like at a bare minimum, you should have a, a therapy and you should have, um, a nutritionist yeah you know that seems like a dietitian something some people who can explain to you how foods work and break down in your body i mean obviously you're not gonna go like become a you know get a degree in nutrition or whatever but you need to have the basics of you know macros and it's not just a calorie count you know like protein and carbs and fruit and and all of and what this is why you're there's no fruit on your on this diet because Lexi and I are both very pro fruit. So Oh yeah, I love I strawberries, bananas, apples, like we there's nothing wrong with, with any of that. With I the have issues with not yeah. on the diet yeah. thing, but I mean I I get it sort of, but but in any case, the the reason why, because they it, you know, breaks down into sugar and carbs and right. but you need to have all that explained to you because otherwise you yep. think, oh, fruit's healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and plus the the foods in the book are so boring. I don't make any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I the, still the, gotta get a I gotta get a copy of this book. <laughs> it's it's all boring. It's good. It's a diet, but you're not you're not creating a new lifestyle off the meals in that book. Yeah, unless you're a very true. boring person. Yeah, you have to be very boring. <laughs> it's like, just what it's kinds not of foods? Good. Like, what would it suggest for you? Like, here's like, a, some, make like an some egg eggs and... or a a piece of chicken or it's like you just take your base foods and you make just those. You know, like you just have a piece of meat and like a, a vegetable. You know, there's like, nothing there that's like, like. Here's an egg. Here, had some salsa and some, you know, yeah. maybe this or that or whatever. Okay, there I'm so 600 many good pounds ways. with a binge eating disorder and past trauma, and you want me to eat a piece of chicken and a vegetable? That's not fun. I was just eating cheeseburgers two days ago. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I asked you that though, because yeah. I was curious to know. Yeah. I've always been very curious on that. All right. So then we see him getting weighed in again at 591 and he lost 51 pounds. I think that's when he went back to, wait a second. I'm not usually this disorganized. Oh no. Okay. We see Patrick and his wife back in Georgia at a gym and I don't know why they're back in Georgia. I thought he moved to Houston, but I guess not yet. So whatever. Uh, he weighs in at 591, lost 51 pounds, and he FaceTimes Dr. Now to tell him his progress. And then right then, Dr. Now is like, well, you're approved for surgery. And even he looked shocked. He's like, oh. Yep. oh. Yeah, it was very like, okay, he hasn't been, you know, he's been not getting there, not getting there, not getting there. And then he doesn't even, doesn't get there with, with this one, but he loses some. Right. You know, so, okay. So he showed he could follow the diet at a bare minimum for a very bare minimum amount of time. So you're proof for surgery. That's just no therapist. No, it was very shocking to me. And then he said, the only stipulation is that he has to lose 30 pounds um, the next time he sees him or whatever Mm -hmm. before the surgery. The broadcast will be right back. And now back to the broadcast. So then the family moves to Houston and at his next appointment, he weighs in at 590 pounds. So he only lost one pound for a total weight loss of 67 pounds. And, 
and doctor now says hey you know you haven't lost any weight and then he's like well i haven't gained any either um okay okay but that's not, what kind of retort is that like, one pound yeah i, I mean i could take up either okay i don't even have to poop i could just pee and probably lose a pound when i wake I up i can tell morning. you at those at those weights you can your weight can change between 15 and 30 pounds in a matter of 48 hours just by like if you eat a big carb and then you drink a lot of water water retention you're going to retain almost all that water like when you when they are like oh it's water weight about 20 pounds when you're 500 plus pounds you can move your weight by 20 pounds in 48 hours just on pure water i believe it when i after my c-section i swelled up so much that um my doctor put me on you know like water pills and within a day i lost like 20 some pounds it was like crazy yeah. i was peeing it all out and i'm like wow but just the fact that the body can hold on that's to why that. i'm always surprised like when they come in and they don't lose any weight or they stay the same it's like you didn't all you had to do was just like do the diet for one day and you would have lost more than a pound <laughs> just right? one day i think that's probably where he like gets the most pissed he's like i i made it really easy <laughs> yeah he's like even if you just <laughs> fucked up like or ate well three days before you came here shipped up before you got here you know just Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. well and then dr dow's asking him into his diet and he says i only eat twice a day and dr now's like well are you snacking no okay listen it's like stop lying <laughs> unless you're uh crispy with vats of spaghetti you're definitely smacking or snacking <laughs> yeah well, like you can eat you can eat twice a day but it could be like insane amount of food and yeah. body so it's starving the rest of the time they but... didn't believe me at first when i told them that i only eat once or twice a day Cause I don't, I don't like soda. I don't like chips. I mean, I've, I'll have some you chips, don't like but it's chips? not, yeah, I that's not eat. like a big thing. Oh. I can walk past those all day. Oh, thank God. Candy. I, I can too. walk past ice cream cake. I don't care for any of that stuff, but if there's a big like pot of chili, mm. like that, that's my temptation. Like I'll, I'll, I'll eat some stuff. of that chili. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm the sweets. I'm, the sweets. I'm yeah. salts all the way. Give me a bag yeah. of chips. I can't buy chips. I can't. I, I, I'll I eat them all. Hate, I fucking hate candy, but like, lasagna oh my god you know yeah, lasagna yeah <laughs> very hot savory food is so good oh yes oh, oh. yeah Anyways. all right so doctor now then schedules his weight loss surgery in a month and says he has to lose 30 pounds the day like by the day of the surgery he'll weigh him at the hospital and of course the dude can't even lose 30 pounds he loses 27 pounds <laughs> But I guess that's good enough. And he rounds it up. And so that's now in preparation for the surgery, though, didn't he have to be on a liquid diet for like a couple weeks or something? So how yeah. do you only lose at that weight? If you're on a liquid diet for two weeks, how do you only lose 27 pounds? That's a that's a hard thing to. to you're explain. not on a liquid diet for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's our answer. Or. Right. Or, he's taking cheeseburgers he could have lost that weight at a different time and they just fudged the numbers or something i mean i i wasn't there for that episode i'm not sure you know but stuff happens yeah 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 yep. yep. i was <laughs> like how, what what are the chances that he actually lost close to the amount of weight he was told to lose or like on the day of surgery, they prep him and everything. And like, he's in the, the footies, the footies, you know, the yellow scrubby socks, you know, already and everything. They're not going to like make him go home. Right? right. What are the chance? What are the odds that this guy who's never made his weight once before 
is going to do it for the day of surgery. Yeah. Or did they say, okay, how much did he lose? Okay, let's go back and do it like a pickup and make it look like we recorded this before and we're, I'll say, lose yep. 30 pounds. Have you ever, have you ever like took pictures like from the show? Like, cause I've done so like past episodes and like compared shots of the cast members to actually see if they're, if they visibly see these differences. Like if you can see it, no. in, like, yeah, I've never taken taken pictures. I mean, we compare like like we, a we, screenshot, you know, from this visit. Oh, probably, from that yeah, visit. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's interesting point. if you do. Well, he doesn't look like he lost. <laughs> I'll be honest. To me, he doesn't look like he lost any weight from like the time yeah. he went into the office to the time he was having surgery. And I know, like, when you're bigger, it's a little bit more challenging to see immediate to see the weight di- loss. See the differences, yeah. right? But to lose almost what I think it was sixty-seven pounds, something like lost. He didn't, look, I don't know. No. he didn't to me look like it. I could be off. And the old sleepy, um, you know, McSleeperson looked like she gained weight. So I, I actually noticed. Yeah, I that seen too. that when she was. They were standing at the scales, and it, like they had that like side shot of her. I was like, mm-hmm. did she gain like eighty pounds or something? Mm-hmm. All the weight he Which, lost, she found it. I yeah. thought it was really <laughs> awesome that your mom and your brother were losing weight too on your episode yep. are they still working on themselves and their no. weight loss no okay you said I, that I they can't. did things that you did yeah they did what i did and since i did everything there here I'll, I'll cook three dinners sometimes some nights so i'll cook for them i'll cook for the kids and then i'll cook for what me and kj rob just eats whatever he wants but <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's, guy. Yeah. everybody's family how they handle like distribution of that kind of stuff like hey i'm like a masochist when it comes to things that like i need to do like i just have to make it as hard as possible like (laughs) why not just cook three dinners when i'm trying to lose weight you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why it makes me feel like i have control of everything it it makes it a little bit easier Uh, you are talking to three controlling mothers so yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. strong smart women with with advanced degrees and uh, children <laughs> i think who we, we we define um control issues i try to give kaya cauliflower trader joe's has like uh orange instead of chicken it's cauliflower and i air fried it and tried to give her some today and she was like mama no rice i was like all right just eat your peas and rice whatever <laughs> Here's some beans for protein. Here's some whatever. <laughs> I'm not cooking our whole new meal though. That's for sure. So I credit to you because yeah, yeah. Hey, how how? Hey, look, good for you. Yeah. There's unfortunately nothing that I can make that everybody will eat here, uh, which is not possible. Uh, and either, and if there is, happened, it's probably yeah. too expensive. <laughs> when I was vegan, that's kind of how it was too. I made myself dinner, and then I made everyone else something else. It was only vegan that would cook steak. <laughs> I just, I just didn't, I just was in a phase where I didn't want it. I was like, oh, I can't eat it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I used to be the machine to make multiple dinners for people's preferences. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It never bothered me because I just did it in tandem, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll like, I'll alter parts of meals for like, we do um, HelloFresh right oh like, okay so with the we do help we do that so like if i'm cooking a meal like baby step frotted she doesn't like mushrooms very much like she will eat them but not a ton of them so i make her eat them if it's like a sauce you know like a mushroom sauce or something um but like there are certain things i'll do she prefers her carrots not cooked like we're mm. doing carrots on the side and i'm cooking carrots or whatever like 
hers I won't cook, you know, and she, you know, there's certain things, you know, neither of my kids like peppers. They don't like the texture of them. So if I'm doing a meal that has peppers, like I won't give them the peppers and onions or whatever. Um, but I won't like generally make a whole new meal unless they just need more food. And then I'm, that I'm like ridiculous enabler mother. <laughs> what, what can I, what can I make for you? There's a reason my child went off to college not knowing how to make mac and cheese from a box with the instructions. What? I know. I know. It was, it's 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 like it's the most one of the most shameful things about me as a parent. Is just that, get him the mac and cheese maker bowl. It has the instructions. I got him the ramen <laughs> maker bowl. You put water in, him, you profit. It's done. I got him the ramen maker bowl. Um, but like a few months before he left for college, he was trying to make mac and cheese in the kitchen. He had the box and I was in the living room and I think he had his girlfriend on FaceTime because, you know, that's all they, they just keep it on FaceTime and the, like they go about their keep whatever, they just, whatever. And he was still doing it wrong. Like, and I'm like, and I kept having to explain it to him and he still, he had the instructions he has. And I'm like, I, I looked at his girlfriend and I was just like, how do you cook like, mac and cheese wrong? Like, you yeah, I'm wondering this myself. Noodles well, and water. You're supposed to boil the water first and then right. put the noodles in. No, he oh. just put it all. He put it all in together, and <laughs> then it was like, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm like, well, it kind of does, but okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. And I'm trying to explain, like, it's just like the fact that he got to that age and didn't really know how to make mac and cheese was just really shameful for me. Or good. Kid. I mean, mac and cheese isn't good for you. For good, you know, for not. <laughs> oh, please, this is not it. like he. I mean, he he's he's a gym <laughs> rat, so he's really focused on his like macros and shit like that. But, um. I told yeast. you how I lie to Kaya. So I'll make her, if she wants pasta, I put nutritional yeast on it and tell her it's cheese. So she will go and be like, mama, more cheese. And it's literally nutritional yeast. It looks like cheese when it melts. Did she ask for tree bark too? Like mommy eats? No, but Hedekawa was talking about, you know, I was a vegan for four years. So you have their little tricks on how you make like different sauces and things. And I mean, it may look like goldfish flakes, like the little fish food, but it, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. whatever i mean whatever you know <laughs> what i'm talking about hanakawa right nutritional yeast for yeah substitute for cheese sauce yeah my kid my kid was vegan right along with me yeah see but that I'm, was just, i'm curious as, as to what this is now myself i've never like looked into any of that stuff there i'll have to send you some information it's basically uh, it supports your like b vitamins as a vegan nutritional yeast is really good for uh supplementing that so you can mm -hmm. add it to anything mm. to yeah. What it, what in 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 non-vegan foods would <laughs> it's be basically in, deactivated it yeast. So what is it like? What am I get eating that has the same benefit mm -hmm. as a non-vegan? Anything with maybe the, anything with B twelve. Yeah, so oh. dirty fruit. Oh, I eat dirty yeah, fruit. Yeah, B twelve is not like the hardest vitamin to like. Yeah, because we because we wash our we vegetables. Wash it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, since we are so clean, we wash the B twelve off most things, which can be found in soil. So interesting. And it's usually supplemented with anything water. that eats the the vegetables. So meat usually will have B twelve in it or milk. Apparently, like our non organic food is so depleted of nutrition too, and or like sprayed off and things like that. That like even people that do eat meat um, may have a mm -hmm. B twelve deficiency. So, yeah, something to think about. <laughs> but if, if you you're beef, tired and yeah, no, I actually know my tuna B12 or salmon, are, then yeah, yeah. I know my B12 good. levels are actually higher than normal. That's good. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah no i eat a lot of yeah i eat a lot of fish and eggs things like that. fish and eggs you can always just take a fucking vitamin you yeah. know <laughs> I, I mean i do the best for the, i do yeah. supplement my my you know stuff with you know various you know vitamins and other amino acids and you know whatever erica's morning um protein shake thing is yeah. that she does i take that um with my protein shake and stuff in the morning so huh? i don't know i take a, a number i don't know Lots of supplements to help the the MS symptoms, you know, vitamin D and all that other mm-hmm. bullshit, mushrooms and other what fun kind of stuff. Um, I'm actually doing a mushroom complex right now. It's got a bunch okay. of different and yes, cordyceps is in there. <laughs> oh. But originally, originally is lion's mane. Um, mm-hmm. But then I started m- moving out, branching out, and getting more mushrooms to the more benefits and stuff. But all that nootropic cool. stuff helps my brain fog. So. Mm-hmm cognitive mm-hmm. issues so i do that and then um but you know every, you know, vitamin d and um i take like turmeric with pepper to help the inflammation and mm-hmm. let's see yeah, the big fish vitamin that i take <laughs> fish oil stuff fish oil yeah. yeah that kind of stuff anyway nothing too Very crazy cool. nothing too crazy but i do eat meat unlike and you. peeps and peeps and Cadbury mini eggs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got to finish up. We've been like, yeah. even though this is a super size episode, this is like, all right. So month 12, yeah. we see him fishing. That's all I wrote. That's it. I wrote there fishing. That, that sums up the whole episode. All right. He gets the surgery and that's it. So we yep. don't know. And then we don't fishing. Know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know. Whatever. Both the episodes yep. this week, there was there was some good stuff about it, but most of it, I was just like, eh. Like you said, for a for a for a season finale, I was like, eh. That's why I, I was, was like, surprised that it's a finale. Honestly, I didn't even know that there was only this little episodes. Yeah. But before, okay, I I didn't actually I didn't sign any NDA before I was told this, but I was told that they were in the middle of filming. There was like twenty two people being filmed. Now that could be like where are they nows and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was like a question. I was like, how many people do you guys film? So that was something they told me before they ever came to my house and I signed anything. So, but I mean, eight, that's like the shortest season I think I've even seen on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do you think that yet. people just dropped out or that it was COVID affected it or just the fact that the company is being sued? Megalomedia. <laughs> well, they're they're constantly going to be sued. I, I mean, yeah. my guess would be like just various like not compelling not good tv but a lot of various reasons not good tv they have to they have to drop out for various reasons i mean yeah yeah i'm I'm curious to like or maybe uh, i don't know i mean like i I think maybe they didn't list them yet or like it it really ends that soon like and then and then i'm thinking i wish they would have just made my last so like if it ends up being the last episode of like the whole show that it's like the best episode me no. <laughs> well usually it's the pen- penultimate episode is the the big one right it's the episode right before the the final episode uh, not the ultimate episode but the penultimate the one right before the ultimate ep- sorry am i am yeah. i speaking a different language here <laughs> like what are you talking about the episode not the the season finale but it's always the episode before the season finale Look at Breaking Bad. Look at The Sopranos. Look oh, at all I see of the what big, you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the episode before the final one that is has all the big stuff, right? Mm. So yours was the penultimate episode. Although, yeah, there we go. 
Wes is, is going to get mad at us for saying that if we say that that, that was the best. I'm just saying, <laughs> yours no, you was the penultimate episode, Chris. It's up to the people who's the best episode. I'm not yeah. making it. I'm not making a determination. <laughs> well, my comments have... say it's me, but I, I, I you know. <laughs> Wes had a lot of good comments too. And I think that you guys both were my favorite episodes. And you're the only two people I reached out to in the whole season because the other ones, I'm just like, no, no, it's yeah. not even worth I don't know. I like to see yeah, success I reach out stories. To him and I want to talk to him about, cause like if we both have the same NDA, then we can talk about it. We just. Yeah. But, um, Wes actually said to make sure we pass along his information to you. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. two could connect. So we'll make sure that that happens. Um, and it looks like we lost, we lost Rob. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, that kids they were don't... going crazy and it was, I was supposed to be help. here. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on here and thank Rob and thank KJ and the kids. Um, we really appreciate you. Um, we're honored and we appreciate that you chose us to share this information with and to put it out there to the world. Um, loved having you with us and, and your commentary on the other episodes, Lexi. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we could make this happen and, and you're willing to. To share yeah, I've never story. done anything like this before, so hopefully I was uh, enough to talk to you about things or, you know. Well, we've been on <laughs> oh, for almost three hours. So I think yeah. we're, yeah. I think we're all right. Um, and if you ever want to come back on a future, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. We talk about all kinds of topics and all kinds of things, and we'd love to to see how you're doing um, later. And then, of course, if KJ wants to come on and the three of you guys want to talk about your relationship, we do an episode just on that. That would be fantastic, too. We, yeah. we, we're open to anything. Mm-hmm. Um just like your mama, Lexi. So <laughs> my mama, don't talk about my mama like that. Oh, sorry. Just like Kaya's mom. <laughs> oh, goodness. Whatever. Chris, tell the people where to find you. Uh, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Well, I'm going to be more on YouTube, but Instagram, YouTube. Um, I don't really do Twitter, but I'm there too. TikTok. What's the username. Chris, it, oh, it's all Chris dot losing it. All of them. Or Chris oh, dot losing it. Yes. And we will link all those below. Awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome. And um, again, thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from you more and just seeing more of your journey. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day uh, when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. 
Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.